All right, we are live, episode 66. This is a first. Tom Zenner and Gerard on the podcast together right. today. You, we haven't done this together, no, right? You and Okay, no. all right. You're going to automatically tell me I'm wrong by looking over in this direction? Oh, because... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> because it's a little awkward sitting over there instead of sitting here. A little different. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so look, we got, a lot, we got a lot of things to cover here. One thing we have to cover is the following. Folks, if you're one of those that just got in early, I got a question for you. Gerard yesterday told me how much he bench presses. I said, you got to be kidding me. He says, no, Pat, that's how much I bench press. I said, come on. He says, Pat, I bench press. So I said, Chat, uh, Kai, why don't you guys go and see? And Gerard's like, I'm up. Okay. They went to the gym and they bench pressed. I want to see if you can guess. Do you actually know the answer? I or no? do not know the okay. answer. What do you think he bench pressed yesterday at the gym? If you were impressed, I'm going to say 325. That's, like, are we that's a lot. By are the we way. talking one rep? One like rep, a max out? Yeah, one max out. Yeah. 325 I mean, is still God, a lot. If you're, if you're throwing the weight around on a regular basis, I, look, I think you look like you could do that. I'm yeah. going to give you 325. Okay, okay fine. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. I, I, I weighed in at 309, by the way. You weighed in at 309. 309. So you're down from eight a, pounds. Yeah. Good. That's yeah, great, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. So this Florida thing is, uh, is uh, good for you. I'm digging it's, it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. So if you're watching this, I'm curious. What do you think you bench pressed yesterday? Number two, we got a lot of other stories, but there's a disappointing story that came out that I think we have to start off with. And I hope it doesn't break your heart. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys can emotionally handle this one here, especially folks out there that are um, struggling with uh, a lot of uh, uh, challenges that they're going through. Stats came out yesterday, okay, that a name that was named in 1965, 33,000 kids were named Karen. Last year, only 325. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Are you disappointed well, by that? My what? godmother's Can name. Can you please pull that up? My godmother's name, Karen Varielli. <laughs> Get out Swear. <laughs> Karen Varielli. I mean, and that is news. Go type in, go actually, uh, go, to, go type in, uh, just go on Google and type in Karen name popularity. Name popularity. Look at the stats here, man. It's, it's uh, you, you, you haven't seen Right yeah. there. Just go down to come up. Just type in popularity. Not the graph. Just any article. Any article, yeah. Kai. There's go a, to any article. There you go. Look at this. Go to TMZ. Uh, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Name, care, popularity plummets from 32,000 to 325. Uh, blah, 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 number 668, 331. Uh, 3, 325 Karens versus 33,000. By the way, go to the other website I gave you. Go to the other website I gave you. So I looked up our names, okay? I looked up our names. Go to... It's crazy. If you go to Jennifer, go all the way down on uh, popularity. Go all the way down on popularity. Jennifer was number one for an entire decade. Wow. Go all the wow. way down. Go all the, she, Jennifer always tells me about this. Look at this. From 1970, baby, if you're watching this, till 1984, Jennifer was the number one name in America. Wow. What happened in Jennifer, 1970? I have no idea what happened. So that's happened. like millions, right? Yeah, I mean, that, every listen, year. That's like yeah. every yeah, yeah. Jennifer, 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 Jennifer. Go to Gerard. Look what Gerard looks like. I studied all your names. I've been, hey. I've been investigating about I can't his wait for my You're up there, by the way. So, okay, so do, unique. Do Gerard. Let's look up Gerard. Go popularity. If you go down, look at that. Look at that. That If that was a stock, that's not a good stock. But by the way, all of our stocks look like that. Go down. This is what it looks like. Gerard's not, not even, even ranked. Nah. Not in the last few years, but Gerard's peak was was uh, keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. Okay, you got to go up. There was a 179. You racked one, keep going up. There was 179 ranking, uh, 177 at the top. In when, when? A54. My father, 1958. Look at that. He was born in 58. Yeah, Gerard Senior. Okay, there it 58 is. Okay, 58 was 191. Now type in Thomas. 
Thomas, here we go. A very rare name. Yeah. You don't, it's, it's not I a, stand out in my family. It's the rarest name in my Are you doubting Thomas? Go, go down. Go look at look at the look at the stock at the top, by the way. Go back look up at that to this. Look at the trend. Will you come look on? Look at man. the trend. Look from 1880. Okay, obviously Tom, but what's that? Uh, 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 is that Roosevelt where everybody's naming their kids? Uh, well, that's Teddy. Then it goes 1950 or peaking. Then go all the way down. Look at, let's look at the ranking. Look at this. Wow. But you've been in the top 50 for quite some time. Top 10. Mm-hmm. Extremely competitive name mm-hmm. for a long time. Now go to Patrick. Go to Patrick. Go to Patrick. Let's check this out. Kai, you may want to test yourself out as well in America, although it's probably a higher ranking in different places. Look at Patrick. We peaked. There I wonder what happened. In, in the 70s and 60s, we peaked. Major drop-off. We got some work to do. <laughs> right now it's ranked 205. Go lower. Go lower. The highest we got to was in the 30s, 30, 30, and then boom, dropped off. Now, is this percentage-based, or is this just Ranking. overall? So who, which name was given the most during that year? Well, we're just not having kids anymore. Our generation is <laughs> well, not having kids. Well, uh, that would be actually a great uh, 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 segue into what China just announced. Oh, I don't know man. if you heard about what China <laughs> just announced. I think that's the story we got to yeah. go to, page 9. China will allow, moving forward, folks, China will allow couples to have three children in a major policy shift designed to reverse shrinking birth rates. This is Business Insider Story. China said on Monday that married couples may have up to three children, major uh, policy shift from the existing limit of two after recent data showed a dramatic decline in births. In the world's most populous country, Beijing scraped its decade-old one-child policy in 2016, replacing it with two-child limit that failed to trigger a sustained surge in births. Experts say the main Barrier to have children in China is the high cost of raising kids. In a poll, uh, uh, the Weibo account of the official state-run press, sec- uh, press agency asking, are you ready for the three-child policy? About 29,000 of the 31,000 respondents said they would never think of it, while the remainder would choose th- among the options. I've, uh, I'm ready and very eager to do so. It's on my agenda. I'm hesitating, and there's a lot to consider. The poll, poll was later removed. Fines of $20,000 were given imposed on people for having a third child as late of last year. $20,440 if you have a third child. Yeah, this, what do you think about this? This just shows the the nerve of the Chinese government. I mean, doesn't this inspire people. But doesn't it inspire you to say, I just want to move to China? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. The Chinese dream. Because you, know? you don't have to think. They'll just tell you what to do at every every step of the way. You know, uh, it is an issue. You know, they're declining birth rate. I mean, if the Chinese government is this interested in it, they are worried about it. But, you know, when when you research this story, you realize these young people don't want to have kids. It's way too damn expensive yeah, in China. Yeah. And they're serious about that. And you know what else they don't want to do? They don't want to work as many hours as they used to. That 996 thing that was popular mm-hmm. in China with Jack Ma and everything, they don't feel like there's any payoff to that anymore. If you got in the beginning of the tech industry and you could really cash in on that, they were all in. But they, they're they pushing back on that. They're definitely pushing back on the kids. I think a lot of them don't even want to have one. They don't have time to raise one child. So it, it's nice to see you know, the non-compliance of the Chinese people and just tell them to shove it. Well, you know, it's not its not an issue that, that's endemic to China either. I mean, that's an issue for the communists in Brooklyn and Los Angeles as well. It just goes to for me to show how, how little regard for humanity, the baseline of humanity that communists really have. They see everything as a spreadsheet. They see everything as a number. Uh, it scares me a little bit that China wants to ramp up its population because I think they're prepping for war and they want to have they want to have some more people ready to, uh, to 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 storm the shores, if you will. But um, yeah, the uh, 
the 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 concept by the way of the one child um we don't talk about in our country enough and again we we talked about this the last time i was on with lebron james and john cena and all, and all of our repentant rich who who carry water for for the ccp every chance that they get and this is what what they do this this is what they're co-signing on what they're co-signing on is social engineering what they're co-signing on is cultural hegemony and it, it's it's an embarrassing thing for us as a society to say well i want to have a really popular movie so i guess it's okay that this woman had a second child and they put the baby in a basket down the river because they didn't want to find like i mean it's insane well the man. cool the cool thing is dr fauci is going to help them out he said whatever <laughs> you guys need i'm behind you 100 <laughs> percent. we'll support this five kids i'm there well let me tell you one thing that this this makes me think about here's what it makes me think about you know what's the one country that's got the youngest population in the world what do you think is the one country india india 54 percent of india's population is below 25 years old wow. let me say this one more time 54 percent tom that's a big yeah, number that's huge 54 percent is uh, you know how we have the baby boom then yeah. we have the millennials the gen yeah. x whatever all these big booms 76 million baby boomers 78 yeah. million you know all these things you're talking about 54 percent below 25 years old who do you think they're thinking about that, what do you think china's thinking about china's sitting there saying wait a minute we've had the biggest population for a long time india's about to yeah. pass them up mm -hmm. that's number one that's going to happen next you know decade or so when india pass them up in population maybe it's going to take yeah. a couple decades but yeah. they're going to pass them up the way they're going and they're sitting there saying if those guys have a younger audience younger talent pool that means innovation is going to be higher. Creativity is going to be higher. The energy to last sure. is going to be higher. Stamina is going to be higher. Competition. The willingness to mm -hmm. compete is going to be higher. Cost of labor lower. Yeah. Everything is going to be higher for India. That gives them mm -hmm. an edge. I don't know if they're sitting there in a room and they're saying, well, let's do this because folks want to have more kids. Let's just be <laughs> noble and let's let's let people that's have what they want. And yeah. I don't think that's yeah. the case. But, but isn't that a problem, though? Like, I mean, have we gone? I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to take up, you know, the the reins as as the as the progressive here at the table. But haven't we gone too far where we're starting to talk about, you know, the cost of raising a child outside of the benefit, like how much it costs? Like, the, we our entire job as humans is to move this thing forward. Well, true, but if it's, you it's have a, kids, you're reminded of how expensive they are. Sure. Every average I mean, person. He, he told me yesterday yeah. what his kids, what he pays to go to his kids for school, and I was like, this is insanity. Well, like, I mean, it can't. It, once you have kids, oh, that's not average. You I mean, make a decision insanity. based on money, but yeah. you. Can't help but think about it's, it. But then it's idiocracy. Then it just then idiocracy be, goes from a movie to a documentary. Then you just have dumb poor people having have more kids? kids. No, I don't. Well, that I, I know of. The perspective no, no, no. will skew a little bit because you won't look at it so scientifically I'm when you have kids. It, I'm looking at it as an what overall do you think about societal that? issue. No, I think it's a fact. That's all it is. But I don't think you. Well, you know what? I think people do use that fact and realize. Okay, I think I might be done now, right? Because I know the cost of the kids. It doesn't affect how you raise them or how you feel. Nothing like that. Yeah. But I mean, you do see. It's a lot of money to raise kids, and it's even more in quarter China. Quarter million per from zero to 18, and, and give that, or take. And, and, quarter and, and I'd say in a lot of cases, it's a lot higher, well, right? And that's average. average. Some, a quarter yeah. million. Okay, yeah. let me play devil's advocate. Yeah. You're working anyway. You're earning anyway. What what else would you spend the money on that would be more beneficial to you and society than raising a kid that has your core values? Yeah. And I, your I, I, we're not I arguing I against the benefit the of having kids. I, I don't think yeah. that's the, I will tell you, though. I will tell, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll tell you the opposite side. I also think there are some families that ought to not have as many kids as they have. I, I also think the current tax system 
uh, unfortunately influences some people to have a lot of kids and take the benefits and the welfare yeah. and the payments that are being sent from the government because if you have nine kids you're making 400 per and you're getting you know all these other benefits that comes with it that's a salary to you that's yeah, being paid sure, out so sure. the tax system kind of favors people having a lot of kids i'm not for let's go have a lot of kids i'm not for let's not have not have any kids i'm for hey you think you can afford three right. kids go at what it what works for you you don't want to yeah. have any i have friends that yeah. say i have a friend i have a very we were born a month apart mm -hmm. me and this other friend of mine okay we're born a month apart him and his wife and his parents are convinced the worst thing they can do is have kids right now. Well, he's lucky he married her then because they have the same belief. Both of them yeah. don't want to have yeah. any kids. They're in, uh, he's in his early 40s like me. She's in his uh, in Interesting. Her and she hasn't 30s. flipped at all. And and the grandparents are having, like, meaning their parents yeah. have no influence to say, hey, you got to have And they're Middle Eastern. It's like you would at least say. And his parents only had one kid. Yeah. It's a one child. So they're not in the mindset of, I know a lot of people today yeah. that don't want to have yeah. kids. But I think if you have the money. And you want to be able to, you know, leave a legacy beyond. I think yeah. you, you ought to have as many kids as you can. Yeah, Th this should be a meme. This should be a meme for yeah. <laughs> how expensive kids are. I was watching Shark Tank one time, and this guy walks into the tank, right, with all that vigor and excitement. They yeah. come through the door. He's fired up. He's ready to give his pitch. Tells the sharks he's got eight kids. Eight kids, right? So he does the thing. He's trying to get the investment. Yep. Shut out by everybody. Walks out, no money. You should have seen the walk of shame as he left that room. No one. I got eight kids and I didn't get that investment. I'm screwed. He said this, that. No, you just get the feel look it. He had you just sent it. Well, you know, the other point with India too, yeah. though, if, if you have 54 percent of the country that under is 25. under 25, think yeah. of the tax revenue from these from this generation. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be able to build themselves up a lot quicker. I, I you, you, listen. I am so excited about India. This is the I've never. I went to India. You know the story. Two, three years ago, we went to India. We went to Mumbai, and I spoke at IIT with the chairwoman of uh, State Bank of India, you know, 240,000 employees. The desire to want to learn about business and hmm. entrepreneurship is insane. You know how I finished my message when I uh, spoke at, in, in India? Here's my message. You actually got to watch what I say at the end. My last 10 minutes uh -huh. was the following. Here's what I said. I said, listen, students, because there's politicians in the room, there's billionaires in the room, there's uh, government employees in the room. I said, this is my biggest recommendation to you. India, right now you're hungry. Right now you want to be like uh, America. You want to compete against yeah. America, China. I said, the next decade or two, you're going to make so much money. Your country's going to become so rich. They're going to be able to create some of the most incredible inventions that the world's going to use. And then they're going to try to raise taxes. Don't vote for it. <laughs> they're going to. I'm telling hey, you, man, in 20 years, seed. do Tell not yeah. vote for raising taxes. I'm telling you, it's coming. Right. Just say no. Yep. And everybody starts laughing. And you see the politicians go like this. <laughs> and I said, thank you so much yeah. for my time. Ow, you know, your time drop. I got. The way yeah. you describe India sounds to me a lot. There seems to be a lot of parallels, or at least you believe there to be a lot of parallels to India and post-war Japan. You think they're they're about to go through a, a phase of industrialization that's going to bring them out of the third world and in, into the Fortune Eight? E even more, I believe. Even more, I believe. You know, the, the by the way, in Japan right now is the country with the most debt. Uh, their debt ratio today yeah, in India, it's it's a scare. They're number one above yeah. everybody. Okay, then they have less than ten percent of the population of India too. It's it's a scary mm -hmm. thought what's going on. But you got it, you, innovation, auto, so many different oh, industries. They crushed the seventies, eighties, nineties was yeah. uh, absolutely. They came in U.S. and they were one of the best things. And that then happened. they raised taxes. And then they raised taxes. <laughs> so the thing with India, here's the thing with India, in business, when I left. Bally Toto Fitness, and I went to Bally's, and my boss, Robbie, told me, if you do X, Y, Z, you're going to be able to leave Chatsworth, the gym I didn't mm -hmm. want to be in, and you're going to be able to go to Hollywood and be the weekend manager. I said, who do I have to beat? He said, Edwin Guerra. 
I beat Edwin Guerra in a smaller club. He said, if you beat him, you got the job. In sales? In sales. Yeah, okay. I beat Edwin Guerra. I was ranked number eight. Edwin was number 10. He comes and says, I have to have a meeting with you. I'm like, I know what he's meeting with. So I'm dressed up nice. I got my crease. Back in the days, yeah. I would crease my own sh- shirts. I would crease everything, right? So I'm coming in. I'm like, Robbie's here. Come meet with me. He's going to give me the goodness. So Patrick, let's go sit in the back. Hey, buddy. I just want to tell you, great job last month, phenomenal job. I'm so proud of you. The way you're going right now, one day you're going to be a supervisor at Bally's. And, uh, but I need you to stay here because no one's been able to turn this club around more than you, and we need you here. And I said, I said I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you told me to beat Edwin Gary. I said, did you see the leader's bulletin? Let me show it to you. I showed it to him. I go like this. He says, no, I've seen it already. I said, that's my job. He says, look, he's been here, and I'm giving a job to him. I said, wait a minute, wait, what? I'm giving a job to him. He gives the job to him. I said, why to him? He says, tenure. He's been here with us for six Oof. years. You've been here for us with us nine months. You know what I said? I'm I out. said, I quit. Mm-hmm. That moment, I, by yeah. the way, I can't Good quit. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, <laughs> I, no I need this job. People I quit. don't leave jobs. They leave bosses. Here's what's crazy. Robbie, Robbie helped me get very good in sales, and he's actually a very good guy. But that decision, whether it came from him or from a guy above him, it is what it is. Here's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is Bally's equals India today. India needs some laws. India needs some strong law schools. India needs to have some, uh, uh, co- uh, what do you call it, some level of confidence to give. Where a smaller person who's coming up to be able to compete, they can't be bullied by the big guy. There's still a lot of corruption going on in India. Mm-hmm. If you ask the small entrepreneur that's coming up what their biggest fear is, is a level of corruption taking place there. If they, if they can fix that, yeah. where there's trust in the system and I can compete Fairly, and if I lose, I lose. Then there's going to be some good innovation taking place. Now, what's there. the plan there? Because it sound, this sounds almost exactly what China has in mind for Africa, especially South Africa. So, guess what's the youngest country in the world? I'm top just, top ten youngest countries in the world. I'm going to say South Africa. It's all Africa. Really, top ten. Yeah. So look what China's doing. China's going over there investing all that money. We need to compete. We need to compete on that continent in yeah. ways that we are not is, competing. That Silk Road is going to change the youngest game, con- top it, ten. Is it's, that because of the mortality in Africa? People die old are younger, so then the the people are younger. There's less be. old people. Good point. Maybe. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, hey, the thing that scares me a little bit about India though is the level of poverty kind of festering for an opportunity for socialism to come the ca- in there the in a different system. type of... The yeah, system, so that's yeah. what scares me because there are, there really is a huge discrepancy in that country. But, you know, I'm surprised they haven't evolved a little bit more athletically in sports, haven't become a little bit more of a world power with that type of population. But Cricket. Just tell Cricket. Cricket is the in, one. In, in, <laughs> in American sports, they're, they're not good, but yeah. in... in uh, well, that in Eastern sports, they yeah. do pretty well. They do pretty well it, with cricket. It just hasn't been a priority. Well, we'll see what's going to happen here. All I know is folks in China are probably making babies right now. What's that, what's that guy, the Barry Bonds of, of India? He's going to be so mad. He's definitely listening to this. Uh, Sanjeev uh, Veer, what, the guy hits like nine home runs. <laughs> what do they call him? They don't call him home runs over there. They call him like... Uh, oh, cricket? I don't yeah, even know. It's, uh, they, they call him uh, oh, outs. I think they call him outs, yeah. It's a cricket. If you, I played baseball. Cricket's ridiculous. It's, so, what's the longest home run you ever hit? Uh, like five hundred and forty feet. Five hundred forty. Come on, five hundred and forty. Yeah, yeah. That's Mickey Mantle. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What I, what level? What we're in played where? a double A. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was a one tool guy. I can run into a fastball every now and then uh-huh. and do some damage no, that's with awesome. it. But yeah, that was pretty much. Yeah. But by the way, if you see a swing, yeah, actually had a real nice swing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a real nice. swing. I, I would imagine you could jack. Guys, a why, don't, why don't we pull? Why don't we pull up <laughs> the bench like press? Why don't yeah, you pull yeah. up the bench press video if you got it? Okay, so yeah. so so before we look at this, folks, what do you think this man bench pressed? What do you think this man bench pressed yesterday? I want you to comment below. What do you think our friend here, Gerard Michaels, bench pressed last night? Comment below. While you're doing that, 
Tom, did you you said three twenty five, right? Is that what I said? I said. Do you guys know the answer or no? Do you know what he benched or no? You know what he benched or no? You have an idea. What do you think he benched last night? Uh, I'll do four hundred. Oh, you're gonna go four hundred. So you think yeah. he had four hundred? That's a big number, by the way. Thank Sam, you do you know the, the answer or no? <laughs> thank you, thank okay, you for so the you confidence. Know. All right, Kai, why don't you pull up the video? Let's Kai, take a look Kai, at this. Kai, by the way, we both worked a 12-hour day yesterday. Kai did oh. not want to come to the gym so at all. So that's 345s. Is that 445 plates? That's, that's actually, well, you got to know, those are bigger than. So you're looking at, is that the 515? That's 405. That's 405. Oh. Okay, let's take a look at 405. Go well ahead. Well done. Let's take a look at 405. I'm used to being a big guy, by the way. This Redcon 1, I might have been one of the smallest people in the gym. Look at this. this. Place is look how he picks it up. No, oh, no spotter. Oh, my God. You're doing it for reps? <laughs> yeah. Damn. 405. That's three, four, four times. Uh, so that's not max. That was a warm-up. That's, that's a warm-up. Warm up. Yeah, yeah. Four times, right? He benched four plates, okay. 405. Now, we can't listen to the audio because they're playing music for uh, uh, keep look at, going. Look at how, how jacked the guys are in the back. Hey, how are you right? never an offensive guard in football? How yeah, did that I happen? Should, I, should, I was, I was, a, I was five, a linebacker. 515 yeah. here. Yeah. 515 okay. here. No, five, 525. 525. Check this yeah. out. 525. You ready? 525. Nice shorts, by the yeah, way. I don't count anyone yeah, with yeah. a spotter. Yeah, it's Bam! True. Go! 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 Oh, my gosh. 525. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He picked up 525 pounds. That's impressive. Thank Even you. if the spot was, say, 20 pounds of spot. He, 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 he definitely he definitely got his hands I on the ball. What did he curl? He said he could curl 75 pounds, 80, 85 pounds? 90. I did you 90. Cur- and then no. I did, uh, you know, barbell did 205. You did 90 how many times? Once? Just one, yeah. Let's see how. That's 90? Yeah. That's impressive. I could do the that's perfect a, push-up. That's, a, that's, a, that's yeah. impressive, man. Just that's don't impressive. ask me to run a mile. You know, I'll be good. <laughs> there you that's, go. Okay, yeah. so 515 pounds, 500-plus pounds bench press. That's pretty impressive. It's hard, it's hard to believe that you're looking at peak physical performance there is, is what – I mean, this is – you know – People think like you know models and uh, the Rock. No, it's, this is this is the Mark Henry physique oh, yeah. is what we're going for. This well, is, listen, this is Weight Boy Summer is what we're going for here. No, no, no. <laughs> the, 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 your clothes, your dress attire. It's just very unique. Did, and, uh, did bench brand. matter to you? Did the the, the number that I you had could long bench? arms? So for okay, me, it's, okay, it's uh, long arms. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, but you know max I did was three eighty five, and when I was benching three eighty five at six four is really good. Three eighty five six way. four. I, 300 was that magic number for me. For you? If you could just get yeah. it over 300, yeah. 305 I got once. No, I could do two plays 25 times. I could do two. Like, you know how you go oh, to yeah. a combine, you the, know. The, the NFL combine. combine. That's combine. what they do. Combine. That's yeah. how they measure you. That's yeah, what they want to know. I could do two know. plays 25 times. Yeah. I could do pull-ups, you know, 40 times on my peak. 40 times yeah, on that's, a pull-up is That's nuts. what I could do. Yeah, the body weight exercises are the best if yeah. you can do that. So, But, again, props to Gerard, 525 And how about the prediction of 400 back there? Strong. Respect. Nice you job. win. By the way, if we're playing, what's the Word game? Wheel of, not Wheel of Fortune. If we're playing. Uh, oh, well, Price is Right. Price is Right. Yeah. You yeah. win. You win. You win All a prize. Right, Congratulations. You. New camper. Man. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's go to. Folks, if you're listening to this, we're still doing the Super Chat 10X bonus, which means whatever you put, if it's a good comment, question that we use. I may even get some callers in if you got some strong opinions about something and you're an expert in it. We had a couple of people that are cops in Chicago send me a message telling me they want to get on to give us some feedback about what Chicago is really like. But that person is on a flight right now to Hawaii uh, for vacation with his family. Anybody that puts a super chat, we pick you. Say you put ten dollars, we're going to give you ten times back, wait, which wait, is hundred dollars. So gives you ten bucks, you give them a hundred dollars. I give them a hundred dollars. You pay back. people. We to pay people. Reward. We pay word. people. Super chats. 
That's you dope. Put, you put we we gave a couple thousand on uh, a couple episodes ago. So folks, that's the super chat. Question comments. We can't see everybody, but if you put a super chat, we're taking a look. I got I got to uh, get a bot going that ask questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get into it. So stories. Trump is telling people he thinks he'll be reinstated as president in August. Oh, okay. Boy. Page five. Let's start off with a soft story. Nothing to it. You know what I mean? It's just a very. Oh boy. But it's a business insider oh, story. Oh cool, cool. Okay, just just, easy, a, just a little coup. Easy. Just a coup. All right. Trump is telling people he thinks he'll be reinstated as president in August. Business insider story. Trump has been telling people he thinks he'll return to the White House as a sitting president by August. The New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman tweeted on Tuesday. Haberman, who broke some of the biggest stories of the Trump administration and has been covering him uh, for decades, added that Trump has been laser focused on election audits in states where results he is still trying to overturn. The anti-democratic conspiracy theory has been bubbling up in the fringe conservative media for several months. It has no basis under the Constitution or any legitimate legal framework. My pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, has been a prominent pro, uh, proponent of the theory. The former Trump attorney, Sidney Powell, also floated the idea at a QAnon conference, which is also called the Gateway Pundit Conference <laughs> over the weekend. Thoughts? Oh, man, I got to tell you, uh, well, I, I, I hope he's right. <laughs> but on the other hand, man, I, I think they, they stole it fair and square. At some point, you just have to, you've got to learn. And, and uh, they they know what they did. They are slow rolling out their excuses. They've now started using the term fortifying the election. They didn't steal the election. They fortified the election, right? And, and you have that, that New York Times, I'm sorry, it was a Time Magazine article that detailed step by step how they did it and what they did. And when I say they, this is not just the Democrats, by the way. This is the Cheney Republicans, the Bush faction, the neocons, the quote-unquote swamp, all the war hawks that wanted us. And, and, and again, it tells you everything you need to know about why Biden was put in power by the, the powers that be, that after a year and a half of holding the country political hostage, before they gave a single stimulus check to any American, they gave $250 million to Raytheon and started dropping bombs on Syria. It tells you all you need to know about what Washington prioritizes and what they don't. And Trump wasn't giving them their, their blood money. Trump wasn't sending people overseas to die. And they didn't like that, so they got rid of them. And they did it legally, though. See, they did steal the election, but they did it legally. They did it. It, it, it may be corrupt, but it was legally corrupt. What they did in Georgia, what they did in, in Pennsylvania, they changed the election laws specifically to allow them to cheat. If anything, I blame Republicans for not being willing to play in the mud, right? The, if, if the Democrat dead can vote, why can't the Republican dead vote? You have to do what you have to do to win. I'm so sick and tired of Republicans talking you about- You really believe that's what happened? Absolutely. Okay. If, I'm so sick and freaking tired of Republicans wanting to be like, well, we did things the right way. We were noble. No, you yeah. lost. At some point, if you keep losing, you're not noble. You're a sucker. You know what I'm saying? Like if they keep changing the rules and you keep playing by their rules that they don't even play by, yeah. You're not noble. You're a sucker. Well, here's the question. Are they going to be able to adapt if that's the different game plan now? That's what we're going to find out Get in a out couple in front of years. for once. We'll see if they're that visionary. You know, in, in a related story to this one, did you hear about Nancy Pelosi? She says she's going to be the captain of the Laker girls next year. Uh. All right? That has about as much relevant. Yes, I am. Oh, because it's, it's about the I was the about to say. I had all of these. You never know what lost me. You, you never but, know but this LeBron. was like LeBron the tipping point. Yeah, LeBron might say, I'm, I'm, I'm mandating this. You, yeah. know, you know, here's the thing. This is why. I truly believe Trump's not running again. Because say what you want about him, I don't think he's a complete idiot. And would he want a message like this out there? 
I mean, really, this just sounds so preposterous and so ridiculous. Yeah. And there's no one with half a brain cell that actually believes that. It's physically... Everything about it is impossible. By the way, I'm more interested in the other Trump that's in the news this week, Donald Trump Jr. He's hilarious. Did you hear he's on hilarious. Cameo now? Do you know what he's charging for no. his videos? He's charging 600 bucks. $600 to get a, a video from uh, Donald Trump Jr. He says they need the money because of all the attacks from New York, Absolutely. you know, uh, from the attorney general and whatnot. So here's the funniest thing about Donald Trump Jr.'s bio on Cameo, right, for his profile. He lists himself as a New York Times bestselling author. I mean, why would you use the New York Times to, you know, to, to prop you up when all you do is uh, rail on them. I would, I, would, I would take that line out of there. But, yeah, you know, Trump just has to – isn't there a rally this week, too? Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a rally. So yep. you know the there's craziness that's going to come out. In Miami. Yes. There's yes. a the Bitcoin rally. Biggest yeah. ever 50,000 are in Miami this week. So a bunch of parties uh, we're being invited to. I may attend you one. I don't know yet. I may attend one. Uh, the only reason I'm saying I may not because I got – you know, next week is a pretty crazy oh, yeah. week for us and we're gone. But uh, – uh, yeah, we made so look here, here's here's what I think about this year. Okay, here's what I think about this year. So play there's three parties here. Number one, okay. Number one is he's out of his mind. There's no the, the key word they use, which is their fear. It says it has no it has no basis under the constitution of any legitimate legal framework. Okay, so that's that part. So somebody may say, well, for decades they couldn't take the mob out until somebody came and taught at a university, hey, we wrote this law in here mm -hmm. called the RICO law. Mm. Why don't you guys know? So they brought the attorneys in. You know the story. They brought the attorneys in. They trained the attorneys on how to take the mob down. Then the attorneys went out, and there was this young assistant attorney general. His name is Mr. Rudy Giuliani. Rudolph he comes William out and Giuliani. he says, we're going to go after them. He hires three attorneys mm -hmm. to work with them. Out of 150 attorneys he had to choose from, the three attorneys he chooses, guess how old these guys are? 29, 29, 30 years old. Yeah. He brings young bucks yeah. who don't have a lot of experience, and they say, hey, guys. They don't stand on ceremony they don't, either. No, no, no. They're just like, let's just go figure this thing. But they have yeah. energy, right? And they go. So meaning, one end, if there's creative attorneys to be able to figure out, if there's something out there they can do, more power to them. Second thing, if Giuliani is the guy that found the recall law, Mm -hmm. And Trump hired him, and he was charging around four hundred grand a month. By the way, when mm -hmm. when uh, Giuliani was good his money, attorney. You can back get then, it? back then, good money. Yeah, this is a year ago. Whoa. This is a year oh, ago. Oh yeah, 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 year no. ago. So if he hires them for four hundred thousand dollars a month, four hundred thousand dollars a month, and all they can get was a landscaping That's place. That's the to point. Have <laughs> That's the point. So if that happened and nothing was able to be figured out, yeah. what is that? So all these states, Kemp, Georgia, yeah, all of these Arizona. things that was coming back, Arizona. You know, hey. So, oh, they, they are finding stuff. It's just the Democrats have more attorneys. They did things to the letter of the law after they changed the law. Did you hear the one story came out that one of the, the, one of the mafia members got $3 million and 30000 uh, uh, 30, uh, what do you call it, ballots to put in? Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that story? No. Now, here, here's, here's, here's what's going on. How about the, the boxes that were taken away? Nobody yeah. ever wanted to talk yeah. about that. They literally showed the boxes being taken off the table, put under the table. Like, it's insanity. Listen, the, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you're talking about a couple of things here. We talked about this yesterday. I think it's important for the audience to be thinking about this. So uh, here's a few things. Just 100 years ago, Okay, just 100 years ago, gambling was illegal. Mm -hmm. Yes, just yep. 100 years ago, gambling was illegal. The first casino, legal casino that came out of New York was what year? 1978, the year I was born, right? In New Jersey? First, yeah. first one AC, in Atlantic yeah. City, yeah. right? Okay, in 92, I think it was Fox Haven, Fox whatever it's yeah. called. Oh, yeah. Connecticut. Connecticut. Shout out to, uh, no, Fox Woods. Fox shout out to Fox Greg Woods, Dinkins. Connecticut, yeah. That's shout out to Greg Dinkins' research for yes, us, which was very helpful. Dinkins. Next, so gambling was illegal. The mob was doing it illegally. 
Uh, online sports betting was illegal. Oh, there was no bookies. Yeah. This bookies, is five years ago. This is yeah, five years ago. But I'm talking about go 100 years ago. Yeah. Go 50 years ago. Bookies, they were only ran by the mob mm-hmm. and gangsters. You go to, uh, 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 you know, loan sharks. You know, you were going out right. there and doing loan sharking. I'll give you $1,000, but you got to give me $1,300 back in a month. That's 30%. That's, <laughs> that's called payday loans. That's, yeah. student, that's student <laughs> yeah. loans, though. Yeah. That's student loans. Then, then you have drugs that was being sold, uh, you know, illegally. Now Amazon is supporting marijuana oh, being bothered, legal and the employees. Mm-hmm. And by the way, do, not, do, are you, do you think in the next year, two years, three years, Amazon's going to be selling uh, marijuana on their website? 100%. If they could, 100% See, bother, they will. It yeah, bothers sure. me to know. So, they just so, figured that out so that the, they're going the to do that. The point I'm trying to make to you is all of these things were illegal just 50 years ago. Yep. Now they're multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industries that we're talking about, yep. right? So so the government and a lot of these Fortune 100 companies took their ideas from the mob Stole and they're it. doing it. So maybe a lot of these political parties are sitting there saying, listen, man, the mob, the, the people control elections for a long oh, time. Yeah. Hey, maybe we ought to go pick up some of these playbooks and they're using it and it's working no effectively. Zero who knows doubt. if it's happening True. or not? But, but who's the ringleader on the Republican side to actually organize this? That's it's the problem. It's so no. divided. It's not look, even funny. Look yeah. up. If you want to yeah. look up something, look up color revolution. If you want to know what happened in America, look up color revolution. What, sca- what should scare you about that when people talk about the quote-unquote deep state and you get into the conspiracy theories it's not a conspiracy that there are cia operatives and fbi operatives that are partisans that have actively tried to uh, uh circumvent our duly elected process okay they're on record both cia and fbi and they've done this in other places when people talk about they hate us because of our freedoms people around the world hate us because no they hate us because we do shit like this to their elections all the time we interfere in these elections overseas all the time the way our deep state interfered in our election this time we do this across the world but, uh, by the way, we got a bunch of activity that took place, and people want us to talk about the Fauci emails. Paul uh, Lee Brandt gave $100. So can we talk about the Fauci emails? Little Rock, $100. I was a Russian linguistic, linguist in Army during the 80s. I was a truck driver during uh, working through undergrad. I have a BS and an MS in electric computer engineering. I'm now a lawyer and cannot understand how anyone believes Fauci after the ma- his mask fiasco. What mm. do you think about emails? Little Rock, why don't you text us at 310-340-1132. Send us a text at 310-340-1132 and let us know you're Little Rock and we'll see what we can do here. But So look, here's all I'm saying to you is if, if, if the folks on the left or the right got more creative to win, salute. If they broke the law, Scoreboard, they got to be held right? accountable. There we go. well, but if they figured, it, figured out a way to get away with it, you were creative. What, what, what did our president say? Our sitting president, the, the, the most popular president of all time, by the way, got more votes than both Donald Trump and Barack Obama. Can't put a full sent, cogent sentence together. Greatest campaigners of all time. Most popular, either. greatest was, campaign. Yeah. He, he, he spoke at least once a month on the campaign trail. Guy was tireless. Got a top-notch son, man. Hunter. <laughs> oh, that, that, uh, again, again, but there's, there's no corruption in, the, in our FBI at all. <laughs> yeah. None. Uh, all right, yeah. What did he say, though, Patrick? And this, and this should scare them because if they're trying to go with that last line that you said, is there that's their line of defense? That's the mainstream. There's no constitutional. What did what did Joe Biden say? Didn't Joe Biden? I don't forget what the exact quote was, but it was something like, "There's nothing in the Constitution that's that that that's forever." Everything in the Constitution. Oh, what he was talking about stacking in, the court. Right. Everything in the Constitution yeah. is available. Change with my leg hair and Popeyes was a bad dude. Yeah. This is reaching out on the inside of my leg. <laughs> they used to braid my hair. Uh, but you he... know, I, I, I have hope and optimism. I think there's enough people that might be okay. 
you know, good people. I don't think you can keep this secret. If if, if laws to were flip, broken, I yeah, don't think so. I, I think eventually I think. over oh, time. Eventually, look at Fauci. No, no. Eventually, yes. But what's eventually? Uh, years, so, unfortunately. Give me, give me a timeline. Uh, two to three years. No, I, mean, there's a, I disagree. There's a t- no, there's disagree. too many think people what? involved. I don't think it ever does. I, I, one of the most formative. Oh, I think it's thirty years. See, that's why I believe we it's went to the, the moon. next generation. I think it's thirty years. It's legacy for sure. I think it's thirty years. You're going to the movies. You're sitting there saying, "No freaking way!" Kids are like, "That would never happen." We're like, "We lived through this." But it's a movie 30 years from now, kind of like Argo, explaining course. what happened in Maybe Iran. Maybe 50. Yeah. yeah but or here, here, it's the here. most, sorry, the, the most, the most. Um, just because it goes on this, the most formative book I've ever read in my life, the book that I read that most formed my, my worldview is The Gulag Archipelago, all right, by Alexander Sosnitskin, right? And his, one of his biggest lines, if you don't, have you ever read The Gulag Archipelago? No. He wrote this while he was in the Gulag. He, he was a political dissident in communist pull Russia. Up this book, pull up this book so people can see which and book he, he's he, talking about. And he had to hide it. He wrote this over the course of 10 years while he was a political prisoner. He had to write it and then he published it. It was illegal. It was punishable by 10 years hard labor in Russia. If you were caught reading this book when it came out in 1978. And it, it describes all of the horrors of of far leftist communist tyrannical governments and and how it represses freedom and one of the lines in the very beginning of the book is we know they are lying they know that we know they are lying we know that they know that we know they are lying and yet still they continue the lie and that is the power say that one more time (laughs) say that one more time we know they are lying this is alexander stolzenich yep we know they are lying they know that we know that they're lying. We know that they know that we know they are lying, and yet still they continue yep. to lie. Powerful. That is the power Goal. principle. Powerful. Yeah. That's the gall of the powerful. Yeah. They'll do whatever it. They did whatever it takes to get power. Now they have to do whatever it takes to keep it. There Ooh. you go. So in reality, I think what we're all saying is nothing's going to change this election. Unless go we to, change it. No, but with the next three years, you think anything's going to change with 50-50 well, Senate and, you this know. This midterm is going to be a bloodbath. How in, bad? In How way? bad do you think in it's going to be? This midterm, it has to be a, it has to be a ground war. Yeah, you, but what, you think it's going to flip? You think the House is going to flip? I, I think in order to make the House flip, you have to match what they're doing. You have to take their playbook. Well, then you got to start now because the election's next it, year. It needed, right? to, it, needed to yeah. start, it needed to start two years ago. When their action front— How much has Trump needed for that? How oh, much man. has Trump needed it's, to do I go back war. and forth. That's a great question. I go yeah. back and forth because he riles up his side, yeah. but he also activates the other side. And that's something where, like, DeSantis, I think, activates— his side yeah. without activating the other side. I, I, it's a really, really interesting question. You think question. DeSantis could win? I do. I, I, I especially think a, a coalition of DeSantis and a Tulsi or a DeSantis and a Manchin. And it, it, it won't happen for, for donation reasons. But I tell you, it, a, a coalition party like that, a coalition where DeSantis Tulsi. Manchin. Oh my Tulsi, God. Tulsi hey. comes over. Now, don't oh, forget, Tulsi buddy. comes over. Look what Tulsi did to Kamala twice yeah, already. Yeah. She yeah. would she would have to debate Kamala again right. yeah. if she you was know, the VP. Here's the problem with Trump. Um, he could empower a big flip in the House if he could. He can't think small. That's his problem. So if you were equated to an actor, all he can think about is being in a blockbuster movie and winning an Academy Award. He's not going to go off Broadway. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a damn about that. Same thing in baseball. He wants to play in the World Series, doesn't care about the minor leagues. 
he could get a groundswell of support to help flip the house sure. and, and be and, and be a real force that way. But all he can think about and all he can talk about is they're going to reinstate me in August. He's only thinking about the biggest prize yeah. when they actually could use the power that he has on the ground level. He's also, to your point, at 60 minutes he's going to talk, 59 minutes of that is going to be powerful. His base is going to be happy. He's going to say one thing in 60 minutes that's going to be a soundbite that, again, is then used and played to activate the other side. It's gonna it's gonna be manipulated. He can't help himself but being edgy and and, and he he wants that soundbite. He wants to dominate the news cycle. He thinks in in terms of media. And again, what what Sun Tzu? What does Sun Tzu say? Right, never never stop your enemy yeah. when he's defeating himself. Like th- that's what he does all the time. The best thing the Republicans have done in the last two years is shut up and let people hear what Democrats are actually saying. Right, let them hear what you're actually saying. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's this Green New Deal? Yeah. Hold on, if I give you all my money, you're gonna change the weather? Yeah. Like, wait, you know, what? Trump has like, to worry because you talk about playing dirty. That district attorney in New York will do whatever she possibly can to take him down. Absolutely, and, and I think that. That's his biggest battle Absolutely. right now. He's got some some serious issues on the legal front. By the way, any thoughts on him taking down his blog? Uh, page six. Oh. Go to page six. Let's talk about this. So he takes down his blog, and everyone's talking about it. Trump's blog page shut down for good. CNBC story. Former President Donald Trump's blog, a web page where he's shared statements after larger social media companies banned him for their platforms, has been permanently shut down. His spokesperson said on Wednesday, the page from the desk of Donald Tr- J. Trump has been scrubbed. From Trump's website after going live less than a month earlier, it will not be returning his senior aide, Jason Miller, told CNBC. When asked online later Wednesday whether the move was a, pre- uh, a precursor to the former president joining another social media platform, Miller replied, yes, actually, it is. Stay tuned. Since leaving the office on January 20th, former president who strongly hinted he may run for president again in 2024 has just made a handful of in-person appearances in his participated in interviews only with friendly media outlets. Thoughts? Uh, I, I think it makes a lot of sense from a marketing standpoint. Pull it away. I've ran a blog. If anybody here has ever blogged, it, it is actually pretty difficult and it's not very fruitful. Um, so, you know, I think in this, in, what ends up happening with blogs too is when you're used to getting a million interactions, when you're not getting those interactions, it, it, it becomes it becomes uh, cumbersome to do it. You're almost like, it's like showing up to a party that nobody's at. How many times do you go to a club and there's nobody in the club and you keep going to that club? Yeah. Right? So you just stop going. You pull yourself away a little bit. You know, I've heard you talk about this a lot. You say some of the best things that you can do is disappear for a little while. Disappear for a little while. Let people, you know, let let the, the market kind of appreciate for, for you and your voice and your services again. And then when you come back, come back big. I think that that's kind of what he's doing. Yeah, he was completely neutered without social media. He's an instantaneous guy. He wants immediate impact, immediate reaction. He couldn't get that with a blog. They had no, they, mm-hmm. they'd have to have an army of people pushing that out that have access to social media. I mean, it felt like he was writing handwritten notes with a feathered pen <laughs> and then throwing them out with a carrier pigeon. It was so archaic. It just didn't work. They keep talking about this new social media platform. I better be I, good. I would shut up about it because <laughs> he also, there are, there are people are also saying he's going to be reinstated as president. You're losing credibility with these statements. I don't, I personally don't believe there's some magical social media platform. Now, there might be a platform, but not access to the to billion or millions and billions I, I of people. I want him to try. Yeah. We need but we need another platform. I do want him to try, but point, I agree. It has with you. to come out. There has to be some real evidence yeah. that there's this new social media platform. Under yeah, under promise overperform. Right? I, I mean either this is a method because one of the four media giants, social media virtual governments is about to let him back on. Either there's talks behind closed doors that either Facebook, Interesting. Interesting. YouTube, Twitter, 
somebody's Definitely letting them not back Twitter. on. Okay, I'm just saying. Although, although he made Twitter a ton of money. He did. But all I'm saying is there may be talks behind closed doors that one of them is open to the idea. And I think, you know, you know who I think would be actually open to the idea? TikTok. <laughs> I think it would probably be YouTube who would be open to the idea okay. and Google. And then it would probably be Facebook. Last for me is going to okay. be, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, okay, for me. Yeah. So I just don't, and by the way, Dorsey's in town right now with Miami for the Bitcoin Ugh. deal that's taking place. Yeah. So, you know, on that part, it is what it is. This, this is the other thing to be thinking about. There's a lot of things Trump's done, and after a month, two months, doesn't work out. It's like, you know, cut yeah, it. That's true. He's done this his entire career. Bells. People are surprised. It's a steak. Boom, cut it. <laughs> Airline. Boom, cut it. Boom, cut it. Boom, cut Water. The guy does this mm-hmm. his entire life, and people are surprised. And here's the reality of it. He still keeps winning. Yeah. The guy keeps still winning, figuring out ways to win. Look, the last 12 months are probably not the best 12 months of his career. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. The last 12 months are not the best 12 months of his career. But the guy is still number 45. It's going to be forever. Mm-hmm. The guy still became a billionaire. The guy still got the real estate market in Manhattan to go to a whole different direction. The guy had a show on TV that was a best-selling show for years. The guy went on Oprah Winfrey in the 80s and said, one day, if I ran for president, I'd win because I'm a winner. Who the hell predicts <laughs> yeah. 40 years prior to? There's a lot. Yeah. Simpson made an episode about the guy becoming a president, walking down the escalator. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that you talk about here. The point is the following. Don't ever underestimate a person with 74 years of experience having dealt in the streets of New York during the era of the mob doing real estate, construction, winning, losing, media, marriage, scandal after scandal, mm-hmm. person, all of that stuff. You're going to underestimate somebody like that? Yeah. No. Big Teflon Dom. Yeah, the hey, guy's got a lot of experience. Have you guys seen the documentary, the four-part documentary on Netflix on Trump's life? Oh, that was horrible. Did you think? But, horrible. Well, I mean, I like the fact that they had all, all this archaic, or this, uh, this, uh, so four-part the footage that any, everything he do, has done in his life is documented. I think we're thinking of something different. Well, it was not positive, no, it was, but it was it, it interesting. The same thing. If you go in there with an open mind, it's fun just to see, you know, the life he lived in the 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, and 90s. You know, let me ask you this question. Do you think there's any... Do you think the tech companies are in any real danger of government regulation, of them actually being able to do something? And could any heat be directed to them right now? Meaning, hey, the first thing you have to do is let him back on. And then maybe this will delay the inevitable for you. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question every year, decade, and you tell me, okay? Um, Who who was a, you know, a a person who was winning most scared of uh, I don't know, in the 50s, in the 60s. What do you mean? You know, so, so for example, if you're in the streets of New York, who were you most scared of in the 60s, 70s, 80s? Uh, the mob. Okay, the mob. Okay, yeah. f- okay. Go into uh, 90s, uh, 2000. Who were you most scared of in the 80s and in the 90s and 2000s? If you're coming up, like, oh my gosh, if they write a story about me, I'm screwed. Who? <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Uh, no, National Enquirer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Newspaper, yeah. National Enquirer. But it was newspaper, okay, yeah. National Enquirer, sure. and maybe uh, the the... A little bit of the media and TV, the yeah. cable news. Who are you scared of today if you say the wrong thing? Tech that companies, decide right? Twitter? Social media. Today's mob is the tech companies. No, they, we talked, today, we, they deplatformed me. Yeah, today's mob is, they, is the tech company, and people are actually scared today. Now, yeah. here's the thing when you're powerful, the challenge with power is the following you think it's forever. And unfortunately, it's not forever, mm-hmm. especially if your power is not inspiration, if your power is based on control and fear, if it's driven based on control and fear, it's never going to be forever. If your power is based on freedom, choice, influence, 
you know, example, inspiration, you know, aspiration. There's a vision we're chasing, and you're somebody like that. That can last a long time. But this methodology of having power is going to have so much resistance. It's not going to last forever. It just doesn't. No. History tells you, that no matter how big you are, history doesn't favor right. you if you lead the way you're leading. And especially when we have a history of freedom in this country, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know what? There's just such a craving right now for common sense. You can kind of sense it yes. out there. People, Absolutely. people are becoming on to this. And that's why I was saying... You know, with all the hands that had to be involved in the wheel, if anything, you know, did take place that wasn't legitimate, there's too many. It's too hard to keep a secret in this country. It's too hard to keep doing something if you're not the being era rewarded. of authenticity. What am I telling? What have I? I've been preaching to you. We are entering the era of authenticity. If you are not in real life who you pretend to be, you have no future in media in this country. We are entering an era where people just don't want to deal with liars, cheats, yeah. thieves, and crooks. Well, and, and, it's, and that's, it's not that they don't have you don't have a place, because there is a place for that. But I think people are gonna figure you out. Yeah, that's the biggest you can't hide. thing. Yeah. I've been in business now for twenty years. There were some times where I was going up against an opponent, where my peers flipped on me, and they would say, "Well, you know, he's saying this, and maybe he's right about you." And I'm like, no matter what I say in that moment, I don't have anything to say because that guy had a bigger platform, let's just say, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a year went by, two years, three years, and I'm like, shoot, look at And the way you treat everybody, then all of a sudden there's five people saying, no, nah, this is how he does business. Ten people saying, no, nah, this is how he right. does 50 people, no, no, never, five, thousand, ten thousand. Then people say, dude, what are you talking about? Yep. You're just a hater. Yep. So then, long term, those become qualified haters and everyone knows it. Totally. Once you fall into that category, let me tell you, that's permanent. Mm -hmm. If you envy somebody's success and that person's success, you have to watch because because who knows more about who knows more about our day to day than you guys? Who knows more about our, like who knows more about what goes on in Valley Timmy than the two of you? Like, how often you, are you here? Every Mario? Day? No, but, but what do you do? You see what happens here in Valley Timmy every day? Yeah. What happens? Yes. You see it. You work it. You've been here day, night, last yeah. six, seven, eight months. So you see what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody wanted to know how Valley Tim's culture is, what do they say? Not ask me. Ask who? The people that Ask you. Yeah. Sure. Ask Kai. Yeah. Ask the people that are here, right? If you want to know that, the approach you're taking, the fake side, you can't do that forever. Yeah. You will be exposed. You have to. You're going to be exposed. And to your point here, you know, where you were saying that people will understand it and there's a market for it, but you can ignore it. I mean, I look at myself. There was nothing more important to me than local news. You know, for 15 years, I was mm. in the middle. All I cared about was moving to the next big market, you know, getting big, big, You interviewed big. everybody. Michael and, Jordan, yeah, Kobe Bryant. You name them, you were with the them. I the industry, yeah. and, and I watched the news all day. I mean, if it was on the news, it was important. It was relevant. It was real. It was a, you know, you had to believe it. I don't watch local news anymore. Yeah. Not only that, I do not watch it. If there was a, an, yeah. The only reason I would watch the local news is if there was an earthquake in L.A. and maybe they wouldn't be lying at that, that point. That is right? such yeah. a great point. It is such a great point. We are uh, th there's a, a podcast not to give not not to give free uh, free advertising out there, but there's a, a podcast called uh, the Dark Horse Podcast, and it's Brett Weinstein and his wife, and they're, they're phenomenal. It's, it's it's not the easiest listen. They're two professors. They they speak very very quietly. It's a little NPR, but they're brilliant. And what he says is essentially our he's an evolutionary biologist, and he says our brains have not learn to interpret the television as anything other than the window to the outside world. So we still look at the television the way uh, a thousand years ago a medieval person would look outside the window and see barbarians at the gate. So even though, like George Floyd, horrible, horrible thing that happened to George Floyd, horrible thing that, that Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd. But in reality, 
The fact that that somehow became indicative of America, where everybody in the world, everybody in the world got so upset about a person that they've never met in a place that they've never been, that it, it became a, 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 a benchmark, a pillar moment for our society. Yeah. And, and nobody's ever been there. Nobody ever knew this guy. Nobody's ever been there. And we all acted like this happened to our best friend down the block. I'm from Minnesota. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> I was just there last week oh, in so South I, Minneapolis. I played for the same, played, played for yeah, the same yeah. Paul Saints. I yeah. saw, I mean, but the, uh, but, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that if, if, yeah. we, if we are so focused, and we are now, we're so connected globally, and if we are all focused on the worst shit that's happening to people every single day, there's, there's bad things happening to people every day around the world. We're forgetting, like, humans are killing it. We're doing hey. so good. Yeah. We went from we went from horse and buggy to the freaking moon yeah. in 70 years. Yeah. Like we're crushing it. The like the biggest problem that we have in in, in our world, they, they say climate change and then after that is overpopulation. <laughs> we're so good yeah. at living, not enough of us are dying. Poverty is down, right? People that live in America like uh, just above the poverty line today, yeah. they live a quantifiably better life than 18th century royalty. They have cars, they have air conditioning, they have access to nutrition on a level that only royalty had 300 years ago. But because, like you're saying, we're so global in our thinking that all we do, especially people who are naturally anxious that have anxiety, they wake up every day and they go, oh my God, the world is ending. Because somebody halfway right. across the world had some bad things happen well, to But them. if the news tells you the world is ending 24-7, yeah. I mean, you're going to be thinking the world is ending. So consuming the media turn and the it news. Off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just have to turn everything off. Off, like you said, turn everything off to just calm your nerves, come back at it when you're a little bit more calm. But going back to what you said, uh, uh, it sounds like you wanted to say well, something. Well, I was just going to say, have your own opinion. Do not yeah. rely on these pinheads on the news because they don't give a damn about you and they don't even know what's going on yeah. in the world. All right. They have a focus and a plan each day of what they're going to do. The situation, From a pinhead on the news. A former pinhead, <laughs> man. I evolved. I evolved. Um, you know, the George Floyd situation is just collateral for the news. It's just something that they can use and leverage for the next year. That's it. And, you know, the other thing, too, is we bash tech. We bash these media or the, like uh, tech companies. But how great is Google? I mean, I could not live without it. Yeah. I mean, it is a. Yeah. I, I would almost say it's the greatest invention of all time. Shout I mean, out when to you Duck, talk Duck about Go. Gmail and everything, and, and and same thing with Apple. How much do we take that for granted? The technology yeah. that we oh, have yeah. with that. So every day. Uh, my point it, is, make up your own mind. Try to stay informed as much as you can. But if you're on one side or the other, don't just listen to that voice. It's just going to make things worse. Tom, that's part of the arrogance of Gen Z. That's uh, part of the arrogance of Gen Z that they they think they're the smartest people to have ever lived because they have access to more information than. Else. By the way, I like what Nicholas Maru said. He said, if principles and values were a priority today, we wouldn't have this problem. Dems, Republicans, is like a methodology. Today, it is tribalism, and to win at all costs, most of the officials have honorable in front of their name. <laughs> you know, you're, you're just kind of sitting there, you're wondering, hey, half the battle is, let's take a side to Republican, Democrat, go through the top 20 issues, and ask people where you stand with it, and then, you know, you'd kind of Fight for that rather than if you're mm -hmm. them, you have to be a loyalist to it. Nicholas gave $20. Nicholas, I'm giving you 10 times back. So Nicholas gets $200. Kyle, let's make a note of that. And then this lady here who works at uh, Luz Acosta Pandolfi uh, gave $50. I work in Florida state government and I have seen DeSantis's policies are changing hardcore Dems' minds and perception of him and his way of governing our state in a positive way. Luz, do you mind sending a text? 
to 310-340-1132, 310-340-1132, and let us know what you do, what kind of business, you, what kind of job do you do there, and then I may get you on a call here. So, uh, you know, so those are the two callers. I would. Again, folks, if you're listening to this, you give a uh, super chat. We may do 10X back on you if it's a comment question that we may use, and we may even get you to call in here. Go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was just going to say, this topic that we're talking about just yeah. has so many tentacles into every other topic that we want to talk about mm-hmm. today. When you look at Gen Z or Gen whatever it is, and you t- that story where they say 40% of people don't want to go back to work if you yeah. have to go back to the office. I mean, the, it fl- or the other thing, too, is we, we are in so much danger right now because we think each other is our enemy, and then you look at the alignment of a Russia and a China and an Iran, and if they know damn well who yep, their enemy is. Absolutely. There's one, and they go at them every single day. They wake up with a poster of them on the wall, and that's all they think about. And that's why we're so vulnerable right well, now. Well, is, is there a Simpsons episode that says Trump's going to die in August of 2021? Is there a Simpsons episode? Kai, do you know that or no? Can you I'm verify bet, that? Yes, just because they always Yeah, this guy just said, Yimi Marino said The Simpsons are a nonstop Mandela effect. Go ahead. Let me check this out. But go ahead. You were saying something. And that's it. I pretty much said it. By the way, I can't believe The Simpsons has been on since 1987. No, but to Tom's point, and this actually goes back to something, Pat, you said two episodes ago when I was on. You you talked about how kind of the right fell asleep at the wheel while the Dems had a uh, in the really the far left yeah. not the Dems they they had a plan to take over the ideological epicenter of America mm-hmm. they had a plan to take over the media. colleges yeah mm-hmm. the media right yeah. and, and and that is something it's not just the Republicans what what that commenter said he's right it was just normal everyday Americans everybody else was worried about trying to make it trying to trying to feed their kids and, and build a life for themselves while there was a far left ideological religion essentially that decided that they're gonna come in and they're gonna steal the robes in America they're gonna steal the robes they're gonna steal the courts they're gonna steal the judges they're gonna steal the the professors and then they're going to own the next 100 years from that. And that comes specifically from Mao's Red Book. It comes specifically from China. China is investing all this stuff. You talk about Russia. They're investing in this decentralization of American values. That's not a conspiracy. That That is, that is actually the truth taking of it. Place. By the way, I just looked at that episode about Simpsons. It was last year, August 27, oh, yeah. 2020. Not this year. He outlasted them. <laughs> so what I, what I will say, all right, and, and and this goes back back to the Gen Z, and you talked about how 40% of people don't want to go to work, and I believe, if I'm correct, it's something like 45% of people under 30 view socialism in a in a positive light. Again, this is because normal, quote-unquote, normal people who engage in capitalism on a day-to-day, we don't spend time explaining the values of capitalism and why, outside of valuetainment, we don't explain, like, how capitalism, like, they hate imperialism. Capitalism ended imperialism. We don't have to go into Mexico and take them over anymore. We can open Starbucks and McDonald's and extract wealth in exchange for value. We don't, like, LeBron James hates, you know, structural racism. He became a billionaire. Billionaire by play, by by playing ball in hole that didn't exist 200 years ago. In order for him to have raised himself, in order for him to have raised himself out of poverty and socially stratified himself 200 300 years ago, he would have had to kill hundreds of thousands of people. He would have had to conquer. He would have had to have been a conquistador. He would have had to travel somewhere else and take their stuff. But now he can acquire that wealth and he can acquire that magnitude and that status by playing ball well, in the hole. He better earn That's it capitalism. tonight. Okay? That's capitalism. Done. They need him tonight. Like, uh, like professional less sports than 100 years, didn't... by the way. Less than 100 years is what he's talking about. It didn't exist 100 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. The guy's a billionaire playing a, ba- a game. You're, you're a billionaire playing a game. He would have had today, to have been a captain of today, industry, a conquistador. are worried about whether they should let their kids play video games or not because maybe if they don't let their kids play a video game, today it's an eSport. 
Kids are making millions mm-hmm. of dollars playing video games. It's a complete different world we're living mm-hmm. in. Today. A video game is a sport. Yes. 40, 30 years ago, you're like, stop playing video games. Stop playing. Today, you're like, Atari. ah, shit, that video game is like playing oh. basketball. It's a sport. It's a different Why game. Why is it a bad thing? Yeah. Mobster kids, they wanted to make it big. They wanted to make millions of dollars, too. Yeah. And instead of playing an eSport, they went out and robbed people. They, they jacked people. That's they, right. they did the Lufthansa heist. What if Henry Hill had eSports? He wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like, these aren't necessarily bad things. We are the least violent and the most productive generation in the history of our species in the history of our 90% species 90% of media disagrees with you just so you know. <laughs> yeah they're full of it they, they think you're you're crazy you have no clue what you're talking about and you about. know what and they can say it to my yeah. face because even though i bench 500 pounds we live in the first time in the history of humanity i can't just kill them to shut them up yeah 300 years ago, I kill them and take their stuff. You got, oh, oh uh, uh, Anderson Cooper, you're five foot two, 140 pounds. You've got a mansion. I want that. Mine now. Boop. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Me and my gang take it. Like, this was humanity. Let, let me give you a different story here. Let me, let, let's change it up a little bit. So here's, here's what just happened, which is, but by the way, absolutely crazy here. So, you know, most people don't understand NFTs, right? NFTs. What is an NFT? Non-fungible token. What the hell is an NFT? People still don't know what an NFT is. You can't blame uh, them. Yeah, you can't blame right. them. There, by the way, there's a lot of people yeah. that still don't even know yeah. what a cryptocurrency, blockchain, they're mm-hmm. still trying to learn what this yeah. is going on. This is on a whole different level. Kai, did you find a story or not that I emailed you? Yeah. It, it, check this out, guys. This is, this is seriously insane to me. When I show this to you, I hope your reaction is as crazy as my reaction is when I saw this story. Italian artist sells an invisible structure for more than a, a sculpture for more than eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> you have to see the picture, by the way. Go up, see if the picture is there where he's standing there. That's the <laughs> sculpture. <laughs> so, I'm not kidding with you. The Italian sculpture sold an invisible sculpture for eighteen thousand two hundred dollars. This is this is the era we're living in. Can you imagine, guy says it's yours. Take it. <laughs> you take it. Hey, like well, watch your step. Watch your step. My sculpture's here. Hey, you know Easy. what? Hey, here's the problem. Half the left would be offended by it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Italian guy, can you, uh, Italian uh, artist gets Lord away with money laundering. <laughs> That's the actual sculpture wow. that sold for. Look, look how beautiful the sculpture. Press, press, press play. Just right there. Just lower your audio, guy. Look at that. Beautiful. 18 grand right there Let if you want Let your imagination it. run wild. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, Buddha in contemplation. <laughs> Piazza della Scala, Milano, sculpture, whatever, sells for, sells for $18,000 in the middle of the place. What am I doing wrong? This is what it. am I? This is part you know, this is Everybody's part of thinking, what do I have that I could possibly sell? You know, the... Uh, well, make it up. Charlie make bit make my finger. Up. Those guys made, you know, a, they're, they're doing an NFT on the video. There's people, you know, it, everything, every, everywhere. There's people working. 12 hours a day in this office and they're going to see this and they're just going to break down in tears. <laughs> you remember the movie Drop That Fret? Do you remember where yeah, the guy had his yeah. imaginary friend? Yes. This is like 30, 40 years yes, ago. Yes. It's actually a really good movie. It's a yeah. funny movie. So uh, 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 folks today who imagine, like my son is one that says, you know, he imagines he has a certain friend mm-hmm. or he has certain things. Today you can imagine, say, I own the largest castle in the world and I'm willing to sell it to you for a million dollars. And it's right there. Take a right look. Here. It's right there. Yeah. It's right Beautiful. there. Look, you know, one time my uncle, my uncle, my uncle had a very, very uh, uh, unique uh, sense of humor, like a Yogi Berry sense of humor. So, but he couldn't stand arrogant rich people. My uncle, my dad's brother. So one day they're hanging out with a few friends. I've told this story a few times. They're hanging out with a few friends, and everybody's bragging. One guy says, yeah, I own a bunch of Paycon dealerships. Paycon in Iran is like Toyota dealerships. It's okay. a French car, but Paycon dealerships. Oh, wow, it's great. How about yourself? Yeah, I own uh, multiple hotels. You know, oh, great. 
How about yourself? I own a waterfront property. How about yourself? I have this. So finally he comes to my uncle's time. Now my uncle owns nothing. The only thing he owns is a deck of cards. That's it. <laughs> he knew how to play poker, and that's it. He was a hustler, yeah. right? And he drove slow. He walked slow. Everything about him was slow. Everything was slow. But the funniest guy in our family. So he's sitting there. My dad's sitting there. He's like, oh, my gosh. We own nothing. What the hell are we going to say? So my uncle uh, uh, Victor says, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of land. And he says, really? He says, we have a lot of land. <laughs> he says, where's your land at? He says, in the center of Caspian Sea, we own 1,000 acres of land. Clever guy. <laughs> and the, and the, guy's, the guy's like, yeah. really? He says, yeah, our family, the David family, we own 1,000 acres of land in the middle of Caspian Sea. He says, what are your plans with it? When it dries up, we're going to build a hotel on top of it. Like, and, and by the way, he's not laughing. So they're walking away saying, how the hell do you own 1,000 acres of land? <laughs> <laughs> my uncle today would have been a billionaire convincing wow. people he owns a thousand acres oh, of land. That, way easier. Way too, easier. Right? Cause, He'd cause, have an NFT of Caspian Sea. Well, with climate change being the way it is, we think it'll be seven or eight months before oh, the Caspian Sea dries up. So shout out to the person that sold that you know sculpture oh, in Italy. You know, that is money laundering, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's just what it is. I mean, it has to be. Look, right? I thought I was a good salesperson, but, but officially I just met the greatest salesperson. <laughs> hey, that's the free the market, though. He needs to write a book. He needs to write a book on selling. Write a book on selling, I will buy it. I promise you. I'll be the first person to buy that book. I I hate when they give the socialist ammo. So let's talk about uh, Netflix. Netflix apparently wants to break into the video games business. Experts say that's a bad idea. If you want to go to page three, Tom. Okay. Uh, Okay, here we go. Netflix apparently wants to break into the video games business. Experts say it's a bad idea. This is a business insider story. With over 200 million paid subscribers worldwide, Netflix is an absolute behemoth. So what's next for Netflix? The answer to the question is at least in part, appears to be video games. Netflix is fishing around for a gaming executive to help it expand out its uh, gaming initiative. While we still don't know how much about Netflix's plans, one thing is clear right now. Netflix getting involved in gaming is almost certain to fail. Uh, I do think they will try and do think they will fail. Wedbush, managing director of uh, told Insider uh, of uh, Michael Patcher told Insider, it's hard to make games. Indeed, the video game industry is a very risky business, and even entrenched studios with top tier talent and years of experience regularly go under. We have the failures of THQ, Midway, Acclaim, 3DO, BAM, Adios, Atari, Info Games, Interplane, and probably a few others to illustrate how hard it is. Patcher said, I don't see how Netflix could possibly think it can develop and sell games. Thoughts? I don't like it. I don't know why they have to do it. I'm a big fan of staying in your lane. I mean, you have to evolve uh, at, at times. But, I mean, you got 200 million subscribers. How about focusing on a little bit better content? Because I love Netflix. It's great. But, you know, they, they could they could acquire some even better content here along the way. You know, there are, there's a lot of case studies of companies that have failed at this. You mentioned them. But even Google, Amazon, and Facebook have spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to come up with gaming, and it doesn't work. I mean, Coca-Cola, right? It's a very good company. They don't dabble in Persian rugs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Four Seasons doesn't sell lawnmowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. stay out of the gaming industry and work even harder on the content. Now, I'm saying this as a non-gamer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all tempered in that. See, I, I actually, I think it's ambitious, and I think that they have the money to play with, and I think it's a good idea, frankly. I think that they have a lot of properties. Are you a gamer? Yeah, I like gaming, yeah. 
But I, I think. Are you a regular gamer? Or are you like uh, every week you're going to play? I, I was before I was a valutainer. Now okay. I work 80 hours a week. That's so. good. <laughs> and you're losing weight. <laughs> Wait, talk, but you're healthy. I you're excited. You're getting just gone up. This guy's complaining. I'm not complaining. He just said mankind I'm is doing better. Than this guy's bitching did already. That, did that sound like four complaining? Four weeks of being here. Did that man? sound like complaining? Do you understand working 80 hours a valutainer? His Tinder profile is going to change. I bench 515 pounds. Which one? The the, the the Republican one or the non-binary one? <laughs> Pat, do you realize how many cavemen no, would have begged to work I at wish I, I wish I could show you off off uh, by here. Oh, I wish I could God. show the people. I got I matched with a girl on Hinge here in Fort Lauderdale, and she dumped me in 120 seconds. I lasted. What? I lasted less than two minutes with this girl. Well, that's about she's industry standard. Two minutes. Yeah, two but, minutes. Uh, <laughs> you were gonna say something about two, Netflix. Oh, yeah, two, two minutes is enough Netflix. for a yeah. kid. If you're if you're an investor in Netflix, how are you not pissed off by this? Because there's a 95 percent chance they're gonna fail. I, I need to know more information. Gaming people think that it's it's gonna be this massive open world game that Grand Theft Auto. If they're gonna try to compete on that level, yeah. it's a bad idea. But if if they're gaming, if they're gonna gamify uh, gamificate their their shows, it's a good idea. Like what they did with Bandersnatch in uh, in in um, Black Mirror. If they're going to to get into interactive movies that they have already with cutscenes, and it's going to go back to like the old school. Remember when we were kids and there were books? If you think he did this, turn to page 79. If they're going to have the game, if they're going to gamify yeah. their shows, it's a really, really good idea. That's innovative. Yeah, but Disney failed at that as well. They tried to game gamify their IP and it didn't work. That's that's Disney though. They also tried to wokeify everything and everybody left. So let me ask this question. Kai, I'm asking this from you. Uh, David, are you a gamer or no? Are you do 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 you game? Yeah, yeah. You're a gamer. Kai, are you a gamer? Would you consider yourself a gamer somewhat? Uh, not really. Casually, maybe. Casual. Do you play every week or no? Uh, no. Do you play every week? I agree week? with Kai. More casual. Okay. On the weekends. So what do you think about Netflix and gaming? I'm curious. Let's ask a different generation. What do you guys think about gaming? What Netflix going into gaming? I mean, it makes sense if you can, I mean, now games are moving more into like a streaming where you can stream things. Yeah. And so if Netflix is popular for streaming, it, it makes sense. But I agree with Tom in a sense, just doubling down on what you're known Doing for. Doing great at Some of their IPs Kai, are, are made for games. Like that movie Bright would yeah. have been a better game than a movie. They have sure. that. It's called Kai. Light Bright. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think it depends because going into gaming is very vague. It's not necessarily that they're making video games. They could be trying to compete with Steam, which is a platform where you buy games. Same way as they do for Netflix, where you have a subscription models, so you pay a subscription and you have access to a wide range of games as long as you p keep paying for the subscription. Um, so I'd, I'd have to want to know more specifically what are they aiming for as opposed to just throwing out or to, Ka to Kai's point it, it, let's say that they were trying to integrate Steam with Stitch, where you buy the game on their platform but then you could also stream it to all the other people as well so it could they have they have a marketplace they have a massive massive marketplace then they have infrastructure in place to be able to connect these people to one another i i don't think it's the horrible idea that boomers think it is i really don't you know what they're they're they've got their work cut out for them in the streaming wars i mean now that discovery has has paired up with warner yep um, and there's some some cup, and they're chasing uh, Disney right now. Well, they're going to be chasing Amazon soon. They have to do something that's well, going to differentiate. And they, they, uh, they me, haven't been profitable let, ever. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Let's just say they don't do anything. What are they going to do? They're going to keep doing this, and they're going to keep doubling that. Who else has done it with that model? I mean, I understand staying specialized for a decade or two. I fully get that. I think there's strength in staying specialized for a while. But 
Who has stayed specialized for 100 years? Who has stayed specialized for 50 years? Who has? Did Amazon stay specialized for 50 no. or for 20 years? Yeah. No. Did Walmart stay specialized? Walmart stayed specialized for about 50 years. But look what Walmart's been doing, right? So they're looking at everybody. Google is probably the one that's the most specialized. They tried a couple different things. Google Plus didn't work out for them. Go Facebook. Fairly specialized, but they bought WhatsApp. They bought Instagram. They bought a few different things. If you go and look at the model where they're at, and you're talking streaming, where I can play the game on Netflix with 200 million users, and I can go in in a way where my risk is not that high, I don't know. I think for Netflix, the next move could be, like, remember you used to go to Blockbuster, and you used to go to Blockbuster to buy what? Movies. Yep. But what did they do? They came up with they video games. games there too. And it actually worked. Yep. It worked for Blockbuster. Absolutely. Blockbuster didn't have their late fee debacle going back yep. and forth. Blockbuster could still be around today. It, you know, if they would have innovated. I couldn't afford to buy video games when I was a kid, but I could afford yeah. to rent a game for five bucks. Five bucks, like, absolutely. Yeah. So games you, you and I both. So I think I think there is a business model for what Netflix wants. I'll to tell do. you what else. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what else too, man. The the concept of um, Microsoft, if I remember correctly, we have to go back and check. But I remember when Microsoft said that they were going to get into gaming, they caught the same pushback. They said, "You guys are business software. What, what do you know about gaming? You're going to get destroyed." Nintendo's been doing this for 20 years. Sony, you know, and and now without Xbox, yeah. where would Microsoft be? Like Xbox is is probably that's, that's more than the half point. their company. Yeah, right? the, yeah so, but that's a that's a piece of equipment too. Right. This isn't just uh, what what Netflix is talking about doing is virtual and streaming. But they were and a software company and they became but, but a hardware what company. What that does yeah. is that yeah. that even decreases the risk. Anything that's more physical, you got more work, manufacturing, warehouse, all of that stuff you need to do. If it's going to be virtual, it's a lot easier to take that risk. I don't know. Amazon way, if you're watching this, if, you, if you're watching this, if you think Netflix idea is a good idea, smash thumbs up. Like meaning them going into gaming. If you're saying absolute terrible idea i'm a netflixer and i would never want to have video games i play my video games on twitch and i go watch my videos on netflix let us know put thumbs down so good idea thumbs up bad idea the person thumbs down. we should talk to is kurt schilling kurt schilling blew his entire major league salary on trying to start a game remember that and he, yeah. got, he got the big loan from the state oh yeah he did he he yeah. he, he made 50 million disappear more than uh than <laughs> oh, Pat, that, if we had a podcast back in the day when when that happened and because they bailed him out yeah they or, did. or they gave him this huge they gave him uh, like his whole fortune was gone yeah they, yeah. they uh does he still have money today he has his pension so he gets like what is that? The big, big league pension is what ten thousand I mean, a month. He tried oh to start a gosh. major gaming company. Like hundred and fifty million. And Schilling was a World Series. Yeah. This guy was. Did he, he win should, the Cy Young? He should be a Hall of Famer, well, he's but he's a multiple. conservative, so yeah, they're not going to put him in. Did he win the Cy Young? Oh yeah, multiple times or one well, time? Well, he won the World one, Series I, one time. Cy Young, but multiple times. He's one of the best pitchers in. Uh, there's in no the last question. He was a big game pitcher. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, we'll see what's going to happen. Now, by the way, just a question for you guys. Here's a question Trevor for Trevor Bauer, if about. you're listening, <laughs> go into gaming. Got a question <laughs> for some of you guys here. If you're watching this and you're subscribed to this podcast, not Valuetainment, this podcast, if you are a subscriber, if you're not, click on the subscribe button. But if you are, and if you've also clicked on the notification, I'm curious. People are telling me some channels get notified some don't. I want to know if you got notified today when we went live. If you did, just say thumbs up. I got notified. If you didn't, put thumbs down. No, I didn't get notified. I just kind of want to see. I'm looking at the charts right now where we are. Right now we got four 10 thumbs up, so I'm curious to know 10 thumbs down. Based on that, I'm curious to know if you are getting the notification when we are going live with our podcast. Thanks, guys. Okay, I, I just got another comment here that came out. It says, PBD, thank you for inspiring young entrepreneurs. I know you grew up in Glendale, but there's a kid from uh, 
Nella inside of you, Northeast LA. PBD knows what's up. Much love, brother. Robert Rodriguez gave 25 bucks. Let's give Robert Rodriguez 250 bucks for nice. starting off his Thursday morning with us at 7:20 morning in LA. I used to play. Uh, uh, I used to play baseball in uh, basketball in Northeast LA. But uh, there you have it. Okay, all right, let's continue. Let's continue. Next story. Well, let's see what you got. Fauci, should we go to Fauci or now? Nah, let's do the Buffett story. Let's do the Buffett story. We're going we're to finish with Fauci. We got to get to Fauci. Warren Buffett's favorite market indicator hits 200%, signaling stocks are overpriced and a crash may be coming. Business insider story. The Buffett indicator takes the combined market capitalization of all publicly traded U.S. stocks and divides it by the most recent quarterly figure. For gross domestic product, investors use it as a rough gauge of the stock market's valuation relative to the size of the economy. The Wilshire 5000 total market index climbed as high as $44.3 trillion on Tuesday, while the la- uh, latest estimate for the first quarter GDP is $22.1 trillion, putting the Buffett indicator at 200%. That reading is well above the 187 it reached in the second quarter of 2020 when the pandemic was in full swing and GDP was 12% lower. The billionaire investor, Berkshire Hathaway CEO, added that the indicator hit a record high during the dot-com bubble. That should have been a very strong warning signal of the crash to come. The yardstick also spiked in the lead up to the global financial crisis, making it a useful tool for anticipating market downturns. This is not looking good. If he's accurate, it's looking like market crashes coming. Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Here's my thoughts on this. I don't care if it's Warren Buffett or Jimmy Buffett. If he's (laughs) drunk in Margaritaville right now, what about this country and the world right now screams of stability, strength, and consistency? Do I think a market crash is coming? Hell yes. Okay? I don't know when. I don't know why. I don't know how. But do I think it'll eventually happen? I'm going to go with a yes. How many people that are really, really successful in the market have to come out and say, this thing's about to crash before people start going, this thing's got to crash. The, what's his name from the big short? Um, uh, My, the doctor? What's oh, his name? No, 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 no. What's his name? Uh, are you kidding me if we follow this guy? Uh, Kai, uh, what's his name? Michael Burry? Yeah. Michael Burry, yeah. Yeah, he, he said this three months ago. Um, th- this is, look, uh, what what are we gonna do? We're gonna go to negative interest rates. I mean, what how, how much what what can how much longer can the Fed, the Fed keep blowing air in this balloon? Uh, eventually, there has to be a correction. Eventually, we have to recognize. I mean, the, the White House is still trying to claim that we're one percent inflation. We're one percent inflation. Lumber lumber is up one hundred and fifty percent. People are buying houses at over market value because they don't think new houses are gonna be built. This thing is coming and it's coming hard and heavy. This thing now the big thing the big question I has I have because this is something that that's above my pay grade how do we insulate ourselves from it I'm I'm over leveraged in crypto as it is I'm way over leveraged in crypto but how do we insulate ourselves this thing is coming we could see it like a slow motion train wreck it's happening well, right in front of us question, how do we insulate here's ourselves a, ride, ride it here's, out. here's a question for you here's a question for you what is the difference between a market crashing like it did in 08, and the market tanked 38%, right? I mean, it was a scary time when the market tanked 38%. The whole mortgage, you know, real estate bubble that we yep. had, or in late 90s when the tech bubble, the whole same thing happened there as well in Silicon yep. Valley. What is the difference between a market crash and uh, major hyperinflation? What's the difference? The, the time, the, the amount of time it takes to recover. So what is the difference? Let me ask the question one more time. So one is the market crashes, yeah. meaning the Dow goes from... 
whatever, 30, what is it right now, 34,000 well, and change, 33,000 and change. Mm -hmm. So the Dow goes from 34,000 to 22,000 versus the Dow stays 34,000, goes to 40,000, but, your money's but inflation half. goes up 10%. What is the difference? I, I would guess a lot of wealthy people are going to be less wealthy in a crash as opposed to inflation where it affects everybody day to day. That would be my uh, microeconomic explanation for you. Ebbs and flows. Markets can crash and then they can rise. Inflation never goes back down. So the value will never come back. That's the point. So the point is, in a situation like this, either Buffett's going to be right, we're going to have a major market crash, or we're going to have hyperinflation. One of the two is going to happen. If it's hyper... Fun. Fun. Just, Good just options. So, just so you know, if the market crashes, look, everybody loses money, Okay. But if there's hyperinflation, guess what happens? The rich get richer and the gap gets wider. Yeah. Why? Because the rich own, they have more equity, and the poor don't. Yeah. The poor are day-to-day -day cashing mm -hmm. spending. So if it does happen that it is hyperinflation, this means if you don't own assets that are not duplicatable, you're going to lose a lot. Pensioners really, you, really should be afraid, if people you, with pensions. If you own assets that are not duplicatable, you're about to make a lot of money. So, but either way, it's, it's very important to understand the difference between the two. Market crash is one thing, yeah. inflation is another thing. Inflation may happen and some wealthy people sure. may be sitting there saying, listen, I, shoot, I don't care, my, my you know, $10 million, uh, you know, my $100 million real estate portfolio is now $150 million. Yeah. yeah, People can't afford it, I get it, it's expensive, I get it, but guess what? I'll take loans but off of it. But a person who doesn't own any assets, they're sitting there saying, I can't afford to pay $10 for this gas. I can't afford to pay $6 for this milk. So that's what we're going to, one of those two is going to happen. And I'm, and I'm thinking the inflation is going to hit the poor sure. and middle America way harder than Always the market does. Could there be something Always a little does. bit more in the middle, like a correction? Or is he going all out crash? I mean, there is a little bit of a difference there, too. We're, we're going to have both happening at the same time. We're all, we are already in the beginning stages of inflation, whether it gets to hyperinflation. Yeah. I hope that there's really, really smart people. I don't think both is going to happen. You mean to tell me you think the market's going to, like, where's it going to crash? Tell me where Dow's, can you pull up Dow right now? How, how can they keep rates this low? No, they, I know that. But but can you pull up Dow right now? Pull up Dow right now. Okay, um, Dow is 34,000. Go to five-year. Yeah, go to the five-year. That was good. So five-year is what? Uh, uh, I mean, just go to max. Forget it. Go to max. Okay, if you go to max from 1986, okay, it was, uh, 1981, 993, 1986. Keep going slowly. Do exactly what you're doing. Go slowly. Okay, when do we hit 2,000? Go to 2,000. Okay, 2,000 is what? 87. Okay, when do we hit 3,000? Go, 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 go. Let me go, ask go. you this. Watch this, though. But I want to show you something here. Keep going. 3,000. Keep going. Go to the next market uh, high before it drops. Go to, like, whatever it looks like, 2,000. Keep going. Boom, we hit 11,000 right there, wherever it was. I just saw 11,000. Okay, 11,192. Give me the low. Give me the low right after that. What's the low? Okay, we dropped 30%, let's just say. Now go to the high in 2007. We hit 14,000. What's the drop? 6,500? Go to the low. Uh, 6,500. I remember that. Yeah, okay. 2008, yeah. Now go keep going up. Keep going up. Keep going up. Keep. This entire time, Gerard, just so you know, we're printing money this entire printing time. Money, I don't man. know if you know that. We keep printing money. We keep printing money. We keep printing money. We keep printing money. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. 128 months of economic expansion. Boom. Then COVID happens. It drops to what? 18 tau? I think it's 18 tau if you get it right. We've had $6 trillion since February of 2020. You're printed. right. $6 trillion. What I'm trying to say to you is I don't think the market's going to crash. I think inflation and interest rates are going to hit the market when it does. <laughs> to me, it is a form of a market crash. 
But those who don't own assets that are not duplicatable are about to get destroyed. Yeah, got to have the, property. The well, you know the whole thing about rich get rich or poor get poor. Rich get rich. Guy asked me a question one time, Chris. He, st- he got animated. He was upset. You rich people. He's still over. You rich people. This was in 09, 2000. You rich people. You have all your money probably in offshore accounts. I'm like, dude, I don't have, I don't, I don't have any offshore. Do what they still have about? those? So, so yeah, you, you rich people do this. I said, what, what you rich people? Here's what rich people do. Look at the gap. You cannot tell me this is not a Republican or a Democratic thing. It is a thing that's happening. Everybody agrees that rich keeps getting rich and poor gets, uh, keeps getting poor. Yes, because there's this thing called compound interest. If I'm making 12% a year or 10% a year and you keep wasting your money, making a half a percent on a saving account, you're right. You are never going to compete. You're losing against you're inflation. You're losing every single year. So you ought to study how to. So. Let's just say inflation happens. So now becomes the hedge. How do I hedge against the market crash? How do I hedge against the market crash? Gold. What other way? Property. What other way? Ethereum. Ethereum. Okay. How do I hedge against the market crash? How do I hedge against the market crash? (sighs) Depending on my age, depending on my age, on where you are, maybe go look at the way your money's managed. How much equities do you have? How much bonds do you have? How much fixed do you have? Where's your money at based on your age? So you may want to have your portfolio. See, I'm a little little afraid because my parents have been saving for retirement, saving, saving, saving. They've they've been austere for years for retirement. And they're going to save a certain amount of money that they think is going to be good enough for them to live out the remainder of their life. And if inflation hits, that money is going to be halved. Hmm. So, and they and they're not going to have the wherewithal, and I don't want them to have the wherewithal uh, and ability to go out and be an earner into their seventies. That's not that, that I don't want that for my parents. But if they think that they're going to save five million dollars and that's going to hold them for the next twenty years, and that yeah. turns out to be two, essentially two and a half million dollars in, in, I, in equity, that that's going to be that that's that's a pretty devastating you know, thing. You know what we're learning today with the conditions that we have? It is so weird what we've done with print. This printing money thing is a new thing. This printing money is mm-hmm. not like a. Right. They robbed us. Yeah, and they gave it. They gave it to themselves. Yes, you're right. They did. And by the way, even Stephen uh, Stanley Druckenmiller, who's a ten billion, you know, guy worth ten billion, we showed on the last podcast. He says, "You have yeah. no idea how much money I've made during yeah. this time." He says they keep printing money, thinking the money flows to the poor in the middle America. It never does. All the money flows all the way to the top. It goes to Raytheon. Well, all I'm saying to you is, the the form of a market crash. I think if it happens, it's subtle. It's not as big as people think. Maybe a twenty to thirty percent. You know, there may be something like that. But that's going to be a time. It's not going to last a long time. The inflation, if this happens, if milk goes eight dollars, yeah. if you're buying gas, the, if yep. gas goes to, I predict that gas going to be five to ten dollars. I predict it's going to go five to ten. Ten dollar gas is nuts. But that's that's but ten dollar gas is nothing to a person who has money. So I'm trying to tell you, ten dollar gas. So so it's not a market crash. It's those who are not making the right decisions financially today. If somebody's listening to this and they're saying, "Well, Pat, how do I?" How do I fight against this? Here's what I will say. Whatever you're doing the next couple of years, make money and figure out a way to buy some assets that are not duplicatable. Give me an example I, of non-duplicatable can assets. A, can a person duplicate land? No. Okay. No. Can a person duplicate gold? Can a person duplicate Bitcoin? Can a person duplicate a Michael Jordan rookie card? Can a person duplicate a Mickey Mouse? You know the Wayne Gretzky card I sold? You know the Wayne Gretzky card? Did you hear about what happened with well, the Wayne Gretzky card? It sold again. That it was sold not, again. That's not your card. I, that's, it was there was two of them. Ago. It was the other guy's the, card. The one, the, the, the $3 one million I sold, card? I sold it for $1.29 million, okay? Six months ago. There was two of those cards. I had the PSA 10. The other guy had the PSA 10. Mine was 
little lesser quality than the other PSA 10. The people who knew, like there's three Mickey Mantle cards right now that are PSA 10, right? 52 tops. The, the lowest quality PSA 10, because they gauge it based on when it was graded. So depending on when your card got mm -hmm. graded, it's a more legitimate PSA uh -huh. 10. So that's how they gauge it. So if you got gauge a certain area, well, they're we giving away PSA 10s. If you got gauge in a later era, well, they're not giving away <laughs> PSA 10. So the, the three numbers. I'm going to start buying goes, packs of cards like lottery it's tickets. It's between $15 million to $30 million. The difference between the three Mickey Mantle what? cards. What? Between $15 million to $30 million. The lowest PSA 10, the highest PSA 10. My Mickey, my uh, Wayne Gretzky card I sold six months ago for $1.29 million. It was a record. Most expensive hockey card ever sold. The record got broken last week. The card sold for $3.5 million. Yeah. Same exact card, except owned by the other guy. $3.5 million because you cannot duplicate a Gretzky <laughs> some card. Source, some socialist is listening to this in a, in a Brooklyn cafe, and their yeah. blood is boiling yeah. right now. All I'm, saying, boiling. all I'm saying to you right now is you have to take your finances very seriously. Market crash, fine. Inflation, scary. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why, incredibly scary if inflation, inflation well, takes place. Well, look, this is reflecting Jimmy Carter's administration. And, it really is. And, and, and inflation was never higher than then, and the exact same thing is probably going to happen. I mean, he's following the playbook of one of the least successful presidents we've ever had. Well done. And we're so so we're gonna we're gonna engage in proxy wars after them. You, to you know what I want to do? I want to call this lady. I want to call Luz. If you're on, I'm about to call you, Luz Acosta Pandolfi, Should who works with DeSantis. Okay, she's saying DeSantis is making some head waves. I'm gonna call this uh, uh, Luz here. Luz, let's see if you're gonna pick up. If you're listening, we are about to call you live. She works with DeSantis, and she's saying that he uh, he is making some positive influence. Let's yeah. see. She works for the government of uh, the, the state of Florida. Can you hear her or no? I did, in my headset. Can you hear her or no? Okay, yeah. good. Here we go. Hello? Luz, how are you? Oh, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. So, Luz, you are based out of Florida? Yes, I am Tallahassee, Florida. Okay, very cool. I know where that is. When uh, Department of Insurance is also out of Tallahassee. I've been to Tallahassee a few times. Seminoles. Yes, uh, yes. All of our state, all of our state agencies are are housed here in Tallahassee. So, I work for the Florida Department of Revenue. So you work for the Florida Department of Revenue. Tell us what you think Governor DeSantis is doing. And I think a big part of this was after Gerard made a comment saying he feels a DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard, or DeSantis mansion, you know, a mansion uh, uh, ticket could be a good one. And then I saw your comment come two minutes after he made that comment. So what are your thoughts about DeSantis? What can we know about him? Well, the simple fact is he's making common sense judgments. And for as much as you want to hate Republicans, and I'm not a Republican, I'm an independent. Okay. But I work with a lot of Democrats, and they're following, oh, you know, Republicans are out to get us. They hate us, and this and that. And it's like, and right with, with Trump, they were just, oh, DeSantis is just following Trump's coattails. And I'm like, no, you have to look at policy. Stop looking at favoritism. Amen. And look at what is being done. So let me what ask you: Do you like do you like DeSantis more than you like Trump? I can I can honestly tell you I like both. Okay. Um, I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. Interesting. Because I'm from New York. I lived in New York. Okay. Me too. Went to school there. Yeah. And I knew how Trump was, and I was thinking, okay, Trump is going to make a mockery of everything. The man is just about for himself and making a dollar. Yeah. He will sell us to the highest bidder if he's president. Interesting. <laughs> I could hear that sexy New York accent the whole yeah. time. I knew it. I knew it from the first first words she said. I was he's like, already flirting. Don't like, let Gerard get to you. Stay focused, you lose. We want to get value from you. Tell us. Tell us yeah. what policies of DeSantis is influencing the, governor, the other bro. side. I'm trying to get in with the government 
the last the last few, especially the one that he most recently signed recently concerning the girls and same sex yeah. um, playing in sports, that has come that has been a milestone in leaps and bounds in these last couple of days. In what way? Because, because a lot of people, even though they are liberal, they did agree that that is not fair. Because boys, even if they change to be a girl, they're still biologically a boy. Mm -hmm. They're going to be stronger and faster than a girl, biologically. Do, do you know so, what she's talking about? So yeah, the, of course I know the, what you're the, talking the Biden, about. Yeah, I the Biden that. administration. So, like, technically I could, without transitioning, I could technically say that I was a woman and still have one year of eligibility left and go play softball against 17-year-old girls tomorrow. You'd mm -hmm. break every record. With a metal bat, mind you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's insanity. Are it was, you thinking about it? Yeah. If it was money involved, I'd do it tomorrow. 200-foot fences, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that was one of the most recent things that has a lot of people, you know, thinking twice. And it was one of the things that was happening, especially now when, for re-election, I did vote for Trump. Because in those first four years, he did change my mind. Huh. Interesting. So you didn't in 16. You did in 2020. I was the same. And now you're himself. saying, and now you're same. saying that if DeSantis ran, so you would much rather have DeSantis run in 2024 than Trump. Um, I would. I don't mind either one because Trump has um, shown a lot, and he's proven me wrong. Yeah. In my original assessment of him, the only thing I can be like everyone else, his delivery on saying things. That was my main issue with him. Okay. But it wasn't that he wasn't telling the truth. He was telling the truth. No, it's just it needlessly just adversarial. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Can't help himself. Yeah, I would go with DeSantis. You less would go with DeSantis totally, yourself. The less confrontational, better chance to align yeah. people. And, you know, it follows that platform. Or Jimmy Carter turns it over to a strong governor from a big state, That's Ronald right. Reagan. Uh, it's interesting that um, it's interesting that you said that the Democrats uh, are, are are being won over. Is there anything in particular that DeSantis is doing that's that's helping to kind of bridge that gap? It's it's all the little things that he's doing, especially towards state employees, with us because you know we we just received a, a increase what two years ago, and before that it was seven years before that. You know, we have the union that comes hard at us. Oh, we need to stop this. We need to stop that. However, I, because I am considered an exempt employee, I'm not covered by the state's AFSCME union. I am technically what is considered, I work at the leisure of the governor. If my if budgeting cuts ha so happen to happen, guess what? Being that I'm a select exempt employee, mine could be one of the first positions to go. Hey, I'm not essential too. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. awesome. Well, Louis, thank you so much for this. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, stay on with us. Uh, we we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Thank you. Love you guys. Keep doing a great job. Thank you. Bye 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 bye. She said common sense. That's what that people want. Go. Really common sense, man. Influences taking place. Uh -huh. She's working for the state. That's pretty weird to be working for the state. You're not making a lot of money, but no. you're seeing the different impact taking place. Very very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I, uh, that was great to hear. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let, by the way, somebody said here, Pat, when you go live, I do get your notifications and I do see your. Uh, uh, a podcast when it goes live. Guys, if you are, that's great. I suggest if you're listening to this and you want to be notified the moment we're going live, click also the notification button after you subscribe so you're notified every time we go live on the podcast. Okay, next topic. Uh, Amazon backs marijuana legalization, drops weed testing for some jobs. So Amazon. Amazon backs uh, marijuana legalization, drops weed testing for some jobs. This is a Fox Business story. Amazon said on Tuesday it supports a proposed 
U.S. legislation to legalize cannabis at the federal level and would stop, would drop weed testing requirements for some uh, uh, recruitments. Amazon will also no longer screen as job applicants for marijuana use for any position non-regulated by the Department of Transportation. Amazon's consumer boss, Dave Clark, said, while many U.S. states have legalized marijuana use, employers have so far largely refused to work with the industry as cannabis is still classified substance at the federal level. Amazon was hit with a proposed class action lawsuit which claimed that the company was violating a New York City law by testing applicants for jobs at local facilities for marijuana. The company does not allow marijuana sales on its platform. I think yet, but I think it will yeah. very soon. Tom. You know, this clearly speaks of one thing. Bezos and Lawrence Sanchez are throwing some ragers, and he's getting high, <laughs> and it's a bad look for the company if he's that's, not pro-marijuana. That, I mean, come got on, we got this that's figured out. That's why you got out. divorced, Tom. That's why you got divorced. Uh, you know, they have north of a million employees. You think they're going to be able to continue to grow if they're going to ban everybody that Dude, smoked pot? Give me a break. I, I mean, that's going to slow down their growth, so they had to do that. And plus, we all know they're gearing up for the pharmaceutical. They're going to. I think what they do in pharmaceuticals is going to dwarf what they do with Amazon Prime mm-hmm. Video. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just ripe for them to destroy. Clearly, there's a market in CBD. They're going to be doing that, um, and they're all in on getting it legalized federally. And if Amazon is behind it, it's getting done. They didn't want a union in Alabama. It didn't happen. What they want, they get done over. They're going to be selling it within a year. I think um, selling it within a year. Some version of it. Something yeah, we're yeah, going to see sure. some real legitimacy there's with the CB, pharmaceuticals. There's CBD already on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think. Th- look again. Um, what pisses me off, and I got to be honest, it really does tick me off, is we are going to be able to buy weed that's delivered to you via a drone before we let people out of prison who are in jail for selling a leaf. And that bothers me to no end. It bothers me to no end that Kamala Harris in particular uh, has put, I think, Pat, you told me it was 1,400 people in jail for, for for minor marijuana offenses, and she has the balls to own stock in marijuana companies. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the balls on this woman to put people in jail for weed and then be a part owner in a weed company? So... Look, I think, look, if this is a free market thing, I love it. I think you should be able to buy weed. I think you should be able to buy mushrooms. I think you should be able to buy LSD. Whatever you want, whatever a consenting adult wants to do in their free time, they should be allowed to do it. And you know what? If Mar- if I can have a drone deliver it to me, even better. Even better, man. Deliver me my Cheetos, my weed, straight into my room. I don't need to leave. I'm a happy camper, okay? But I don't. I cannot live in a society where, where my fat ass can be sitting on a couch eating Cheetos and smoking a ball while somebody is in jail for 30 years for, for trying to provide me with that happiness. It's nonsensical that we are still doing this. Put, get, let these people out of jail tomorrow. Let them out of jail today. If Amazon is able to sell weed and you have people in jail for selling weed, we have a, 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 a morally corrupt society. I'm sorry. That, that's just, that to me is one of these things. It's just, it, 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 it's a wrong that we have to right. Be nice if they could. Yeah, <laughs> I did. This, I did this last time I was on too. I, I left the room with an awkward silence. I'm sorry. Let me tell a joke. Do you real know quick. anybody in prison for selling weed? I do. Okay. I do. I, well, or I would say I know people that went to okay. prison for selling weed, and it irrevocably changed their life for the worse. We don't, and that's the other thing about not to get on, on big a, volume on a, of weed. On, well, yeah, but I mean, but weed is also other things, right? Like, I mean, you get you do weed, you do this, you do that, like, you know, wh- whatever. I mean, it, it, when they were rehabilitated, they were never anything but 
the next spelling either. So it irrevocably changed their their life for the worst. And again, we're looking at it now that this is like a fortune a fortune five company is selling this stuff, you know. But but you know, Tom from the Jersey Shore goes to jail, and then you have now even more. If you want to talk about a real guy, Russ Ulbrich. Russ Ulbrich is going to spend the rest of his life in jail for having the Silk Road, which essentially was the dark web Amazon for drugs, and now Amazon's going to sell drugs. So, again, we have a morally corrupt society. I'm I sorry. Think, I think they're going to open up pharmacies yeah. inside Whole Foods, too. I, I, I think they – and, dude, I think they should. I, look, you're consenting adults. And also, the whole idea of you have to drug test your employees, it says more about your management that they can't tell when their employees are messed up, that they have to go drug test. Yeah. I remember being in the minor leagues, man. I remember being in the minor leagues, and weed was illegal. But we could take as many Percocets as we want. <laughs> like, Toradol was fine. We could get a shot in our arm that made our body go numb, and then you'd go play. And now guys would play, and they, pitchers specifically, they would turn their bodies into chemistry sets that once every five days they can go out and throw 95 miles an hour, tear everything in their arm. They wouldn't be able to, to, to wash their hair after the game. It would take them three days to lift their arm up, pop a couple perks, and get back out there and do it again. Now you do that for five or six years, and then the, the team decides they don't want you anymore. Hey, thanks for your service, bud, and they cut you. And now you got to go be a gym teacher somewhere or, or, or gas station attendant, and you don't get to tell your body, hey, I don't need 30 perks this week and now they're they're, they're addicted to painkillers and the next thing you know that, that that's this is who their life is now i'm not saying that weed is great and people should i don't even smoke weed to be honest with you i'm joking i don't even smoke weed i don't like who i am on weed i don't need anything to help me be fat lazy and hungry i got that covered okay so that i'm good at came naturally this came with the gi joe with the kung fu grip yeah, with that all right yeah that's, that's gift, you know but the shake what your mama gave you but I mean, i'll tell you what right. i'll tell you what when my body was hurting, my body was hurting and I was playing ball, you could give me some Celebrex and a Percocet and I'd be zoom, zoom, and then a perk would make me a little loopy, so I'd take an Adderall to get back on. And I never once thought I was taking drugs. I thought I was playing the game. I thought I was doing what I had to do to win. But that's a party. Yeah. I, I got a Celebrex, a Percocet, well, and an Adderall. And those are also partying, way dude. more addictive than marijuana, by the way. That's and what then, I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, you know, the sad thing is NFL players that can't monitor or uh, re, you know regulate their pain. Imagine You that. know, with marijuana, which would help them. And you know what we did? We drank ourselves to sleep. Mm -hmm. that, you know, so all I'm saying is, is that this is an antiquated model. It's an antiquated model. A lot of it comes from robber barons who owned certain industries and use lobbying to not have those industries be be competed against, both alcohol and, believe it or not, timber. There was a big reason that marijuana was illegal in the first place. Is I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe it was Rockefeller owned millions of acres of wood, and hemp actually was a better source for pulp for paper, and he wanted hemp illegal so that they had to use his wood for paper in, all, in every school in America instead of the hemp pulp. I, now, somebody has to look that up, you know, but... but yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, you know. One time I sat down with Oscar Goodman. I don't know if you know Oscar Goodman mayor is from uh, Mayor of Vegas. Yeah. That was the a great time, Mayor of Vegas, and then his wife's mm -hmm. now been the two-time Mayor of Vegas. So for the last twenty years, the Goodmans have been running uh, Vegas. Reminds okay. me of Better Call Saul. And he was in a movie Casino. He mm -hmm. was in a movie Casino representing. Uh, you know, when the whole thing was taking place, Sharon Stone, all those guys were at his house. They were putting parties together. And he told me, he said, uh, I said, so what do you think about drugs? He says, anybody wants to use it, use it. How about prostitution? Do it. It's your body. How about this? How about stealing? Nope. If you're going to steal from me, we should cut your thumb off. I said, cut <laughs> your thumb off. He says, yes, because you're taking something that's mine. Yes. I think what is happening. Do no harm. What is happening naturally, libertarian philosophies are creating so much momentum. Hey. Naturally. The only challenge is. Freedom wins. The only challenge is there's never been 
a libertarian candidate mm -hmm. worth promoting that knows how to inspire and convert mindset. It's such a simple, yeah. logical concept to sell to people. Mm -hmm. They've not had a good crusader yet, and hopefully they'll find somebody that'll be able to do it. Let's go to the story, the Fauci story. <laughs> Our society is really totally nuts. Fauci wrote in emails now made public USA Today story. Emails sent by Dr. Anthony Fauci in the early days of the pandemic reflect the thoughts of a patient but wary man who was flabbergasted by his overnight Celebrity. Hundreds of emails were obtained by the Washington Post and other uh, organizations through Freedom of Information Act requests. Fauci responds to hundreds of interrogators, many he doesn't know, often in-depth in answers. Fauci also corresponded on multiple occasions with George Gao, a top infectious disease official in China. Gao sent an uh, encouraging note when Fauci was being blasted by Trump supporters who blamed him for supporting social distancing rules that closed schools, tanked the economy, and threatened Trump's re-election prospects. Thank you for your kind note, Fauci replied three days later. All is well despite some crazy people in this world. Fauci marveled at an April 2020 story titled Cuomo Crush and Fauci Fever Sexual Sexualization of These Men is a Real Thing. On the internet, Fauci forwarded the email to someone whose identity was redacted, urging the person to click on the link. It will blow your mind. Fauci wrote, our society's really totally nuts. It continues. Another story by Business Insider. A leading scientist said the world needs to understand the origins of COVID-19 to prevent COVID-19. Uh, uh, okay, this goes into a different email. I'll stop right here. Go with the email. So tell me, Fauci emails, what are your thoughts? Gerard, you can go first. Try to hold it together, by the way. Oh, man. Bro, first of all, whoever wrote that glowing review. I was watching CNN last night because I hate myself. And I, they, they were like, this man, those emails showcase the, the, one, the one honest man in a dishonest organization. I was like, you, I, I'm, I, I'm going to say stuff that's going to get you kicked off YouTube, bro. I got to calm it down for just a second. Dude, I got kicked off of Facebook. I got kicked off. I got demonetized. 120,000 plus followers. I had built this thing over years. National tours. I had all my videos. I was selling my tours. And Facebook, I woke up one day and they just said, that's it. You have restricted access, uh, restricted reach. My videos used to, like, I used to put out a video, and no matter, no matter how bad the video was, I can count on 100,000 views. Fine, whatever. Now I'll put out a video, if I get 10,000 views, it's a good video. Right? Like, I, I had 15 videos get over a million views. Now if I get a video, it gets over 10,000. It's a big, big thing. Facebook just turned me off. They turned the spigot off. And the money I made went away. And you know what I did for them to do that? I shared an article from the ex-CDC director who said that it's very likely that this disease came from the Wuhan lab. Now, I had been skeptical, in fairness, I had been skeptical of everything I had been told from the beginning. I was very, very, very cautious when this first happened. But then after two months, it really took me two months to be like, man, there's something real weird about this. Was everything that they described that there's, you know, anybody who if you don't wear a mask, if you're if you're in a closed air circuit area, if you're not wearing gloves, you know, this the, the, you're, you're in extreme danger. My first thought was growing up in New York, man, I'm like, yo, the homeless are dead. There's going to be homeless piling up in the streets. This is going to be a nightmare. My God, these people sleep on the subways on top of each other. They, they live in squalor. They eat food out of, out of the garbage. These people are going to be dead. Mm -hmm. And then when they weren't and everybody was, was inside and, and it was like, you know, the homeless came out like deer in the middle of the night. And I'm like, man, these people are fine. So some, we're, something's not being told. And then they started with this mask and the mask stuff as if this was like a hazmat suit. And now I've worked construction. 
I, anybody who's ever drywalled, anybody who's ever sanded in one of those masks knows when they take that mask off and their mouth is completely full of particles that that's BS. Anybody who's ever farted through underwear and jeans and still smelt it knows it's BS. The, the, the fabric isn't doing nothing. If you're smelling that methane, then a virus can get through that mask. They placeboed us. And you're looking at this emails and they're trying to cover this stuff up as if, oh, well, you know, he, he, he told the mask because we didn't have enough masks. No. That's not what's, the story. What's interesting about this, Gerard? Here's what's interesting about the story. Uh, it's interesting because just a week and a half ago, he said it could be man-made. Then the emails were released. So why did he say a week and a half ago it could be man-made? Then the emails were released. Freedom of Information Act. Did he did he say it could be man-made before the emails being released because he wanted to make sure he said that Stayed before it was released. Pat, so did, you, did say, you see what the very first email he sent was? Which one? This was in January 31st. Okay. This this man doesn't just need jail. He needs to be expatriated. We need to slingshot this dude over to Beijing. They can have this much. The, the, the first email? thing that he did was he found out that it that this virus, 1% of it is going to show that it was man-made. And the first thing he did is call his assistant and call his major donor and make sure that we are not doing gain-of-function research in Wuhan anymore, right? That was the first thing that he did. And then he goes for months and months and months acting like he doesn't know what this virus is and where it came from when it was the NIH, his place that 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 paid for the research at the lab for this gain of function. The very first question he asked was, is it gain of function? Then he goes before the Senate and Rand Paul specifically asked him. Rand Paul, who's a doctor, mind you. He's a doctor, not a lawyer, a doctor. He asked him, he's like, are you doing gain of function? No, I'm not doing gain of function. Is this guy who you're in contact to doing gain of function? And Fauci does that that that, that smirk. That, that If he does gain of function, he's doing it within the rule of... Dude, he knew from the get. He knew from the jump exactly what this was and exactly what it meant and he lied to us from the beginning this man needs to be this man needs to be expatriated mm -hmm. this guy stole two years of our lives Tom. two years of our lives he stole it and i thought i didn't like fauci no <laughs> um you know what candace owens says that he should go to prison i mean that's a pretty strong statement you know here's my thing anybody that is out there and it is intuitive you saw what i saw and here's the first thing I saw about Fauci. He's a weasel, okay? That's the first thing I thought. The flip-flopping, he's, he's weak, he's affected, and it just comes across in all his press conferences. He's the highest paid employee. Like we've talked about, there needs to be a federal investigation into this. This is serious. I mean, if China got away with this and he's, and he's having emails with them saying, we're gonna get through this together. I mean, yeah. he's literally saying this yeah. like they're our ally. He just doesn't get it. And I'm saying his age is a factor. He's 80 years old. He's 30 years past his prime. He needed to go a long time ago. But here, and you know, this is going to sound funny and like I'm making fun of it, but he literally has one function. He is the mascot of the coronavirus. That's right. They put him in front of it like a little dancing clown, and he's the little happy, cherubic little... This guy right here, that is Fauci. He is the mascot for the coronavirus. Cheerleader, wear your mask, don't wear your mask. You know, I even invented the Fauci Two dance. Two masks now. Should I show him the Fauci dance? Oh. Pat, you want to see this? This is the Fauci dance. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, Fauci dance right there. I knew you had right dance there. moves, buddy. Well, That's um, so impressive. You know, he should be like the... Uh, Phoenix Suns Gorilla, and every, the Philly talk, fanatic. He should mascots. go to Disneyland. You talk yeah. about mascots and you talk about theater, Tom. Every every jerk on Twitter, yeah. every single person in Brooklyn, New Jersey, that's that was every Karen that was screaming, trust the science, trust the science, 
Trust the science. There you go. This is it. Trust your science. You blindly, these people in this freaking obedience cut, uh, uh, cult who, who, who blindly trust the science, this is what you get. This is the science that you blindly trusted, and you bullied everybody into trusting as well. This is nonsense, and he deserves to be held accountable. And jail is not too far. My, my, too my far. whole me, point is me. he's not cut out for this position. He should have been gone a long time ago. Which, how did he survive Trump? I don't know if Trump it's Trump fired everybody let, but him. Let me, let me tell you how, uh, let me tell you how uh, uh, loyalty is created. Loyalty is created during tough times and how you treat somebody during tough times, right? Meaning... When everything is good, it's like, ah, yeah, everything's good. And then all of a sudden, somebody's going through some stuff. You're like, hey, man, you know, distance yourself from that individual, right? Okay. Where am I going with this? Just a year ago, who was the next Democratic presidential leading candidate uh, in America? A year ago. Cuomo. Cuomo. He was the biggest celebrity. His book deal made him $5 million. He won an Emmy. Every day we heard Cuomo, Right. What happened three, four months ago all of a sudden? All of a sudden, three, four months ago, stories started coming out where Schumer didn't like him. You know, uh, not didn't like him. They wanted the, all the stories with Me Too movement. You know, mm-hmm. you had the, uh, all the Pelosi, women coming out, all the AOC. Mm-hmm. Everybody all of a sudden distanced themselves from who? Well, it turned out his policies ended up killing more people than saving. Well, well sure. But, I mean, you're right. But there's a big difference between a Cuomo and a Fauci. Here's where I'm going with this. Here's what could potentially happen with Fauci. Fauci, within the next six months, if any of these stories get the kind of credibility that they get and create momentum, watch how quickly everybody on the left is going to turn against this guy. Watch how quickly this guy is going to be on an island all by himself. Here's here's what you have to think. Go, go, Go to Fauci. In his bedroom, it's 11.30, he's sleeping at night. Do you, you think act- he stays up that late? That, uh, 100%. <laughs> I think right now he is. Imagine it's 11 o'clock at night, and he's sitting in his office, or he's done watching the news by himself, wife, everybody's asleep. He's by himself, right? What's he thinking right now? Who's he talking to right now? He's feeling a crumble. Who, who is he feeling supports him right now? Who has his back right now? Is he sitting there saying uh, the media has his back right now? Maybe. Is he sitting there saying... You know, uh, uh, Biden, Pelosi, those guys have his back right now? I don't know. Is he sitting there saying China has his back? NIH has his back? CDC has his Who? back? Who? Bill Gates? How many emails WHO with Bill Gates? Bill How many Gates. emails with Bill Gates? Zuckerberg. 24. What are you doing communicating with Zuckerberg? Bill Gates. Who has his back right now? Who is backing him up right now? Look. How many things were considered a conspiracy theory? Let's go through them. One, it was what? It was man-made. That mm-hmm. was one of them, right? That was one of the uh, things that... That was that was a conspiracy theory, but a Chinese guy eating a pangolin wasn't. We were yeah. supposed to buy that. So, but that's lock, one. The other one was hydroxy chlory, uh, uh, Quinn was what? No, it doesn't work, yeah, right? And then so, it works. so it, 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 a part of the email maybe gives a hint that maybe it does work, yeah. right? Hey, maybe it does have some, some kind of positive effect. You know, fa- face masks don't work. They do work. Double masking, it doesn't work. It does work. Okay, we have to figure that out. Lockdown was necessary. Was it necessary? Did we really need to do a lockdown? Close you all know, the schools. Yeah, yeah. schooling. All of this stuff that you sit there and you look at, those things have to be investigated. Have to. Simple as that. They have we to be investigated. answers. But I will tell you, like this, he will be dropped. 100%. Like this, it will be. Remember, Comey was a hero. He went up there, and he's doing this, he's doing that, he's doing this. And then the one time, right before the election, Comey said what? There's very likely that Hillary Clinton's emails, and then he 
That's flipped. Yep. He flipped, and then that hurt Hillary's election chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know if you remember this or not. It was right before Every, the election. Comey yeah. was their hero. Well, we have to listen yeah. to him because he is the FBI director. You know, we have to listen to what he has to say. Then the moment he flipped, all of a sudden, where's his credibility? Who is he? Well, he, this is not fair. He shouldn't be saying these kinds of things two weeks before the election. Fauci, Comey, similar camps, different areas of the camp, and like this. He'll be all by himself on an island. My, my sister, yeah, within probably a couple weeks. I think it it's going to go fast. quick. Yeah. And I think if you all of a sudden start seeing additional stories, my, my, stories that could go back to eight, stories that could go mm, back 40 years, stories yeah. that could go back to women, stories that could go back the degree he got, stories that could go back he was never really a valedictorian. It's like, just nonsense stories like that that could come out. You already kind of know what's going to happen right after that. Go ahead. My my family are, are Democrats. My sister in particular is a, a, a pretty staunch Democrat, right? And um, this was my message to her because she's actually to, speaking uh, of if anything good has come out of the last two years, they, they're a little more open to getting off that left hard line. They're a little more open to taking in some new information, okay? And and as, as a libertarian, I've, I've been ripping Republicans for years. And I was I, I marched against Bush and Cheney in college. I, I was anti-war. Uh, I was I still am anti-blood for, for oil. And then I, I said, I told her, I was like, Bush and Cheney are stumping for Biden now. That should be pause for reflection for you, okay? And it was, in fairness to her, it was. One thing to take away from this, and it's a very good point you just made, Patrick, is that they're, they're dumping these guys because they are liars, we are in the age of accountability, like I said before. Democrats, if you're listening to this, okay, you are America's gas pedal. Republicans are America's brake. We need both the gas pedal. We need both the brake. We need you just as, as much as we, we need DeSantis. But we need you to stop giving your side a break. You give these people a free pass all the time. There is never any accountability in your camp. Please, for the love of all that is holy, if you are listening to this, stop with the hero worship, stop with the cult of personality, dump these people, dump them. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Bill Maher, to his credit, who I disagree with politically, he has already jumped off the Fauci bandwagon. It's been a month already. Guys, if they are wrong, they bankrupted your neighbor. They convinced you that everybody that you interacted with was a threat to your health. They convinced you to view your fellow man as a threat. They put people, they locked people in their homes, bankrupted them, killed them. How many people with addiction? How many people with with with, with uh, anxiety, suicidal thoughts that they, they locked in a room to serve their political yeah. ambitions? Guys, you got to hold these people accountable. This can't be a tribal well, war. I mean, here's what's going to happen. The, 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 I, I think as we age, we reason better. And hope, I bank on a small percentage of people to say, hey, what the hell is really going on? I'm getting a lot of people right now that are contacting me saying, look, uh, I'm, I'm a Republican who questioned Trump. I'm a Democrat who questioned my side. There's a lot of weird things going on right now. I just much rather find out exactly what's going on. I just want the truth. Not everybody wants the truth, Gerard. You have to realize there's a lot of people that don't want the truth. There's a lot of people that would much rather just live a regular life. Don't tell me everything that's going on. Let me just go about my There's a very small community of people that are actually going to adjust. Very small. The percentage is not as big as you think. It's a 5 to 10%. It's a small margin of people that are going to sit there and say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go investigate a little bit more. Let's see what's going to be taking place. Mm. And I think the next three, six months, believe it or not, I think things are going to move very, very quickly. And we will learn a lot about what happened. A couple things here I do want to respond. A person here asked the question. I think I'm going to go a little bit into this. Uh, first of all, Ben Bost just uh, gave 10 bucks and he said, this morning has been a rough 
morning, my wife's godfather passed away in the middle of the night, but listening to this podcast always lifts us up. Thank you, PBD. Oh, ben, God bless uh, you. God bless you. Sorry for your loss. You'll get 10 times a 10 bucks. Send us a 10 uh, text to uh, 310-340-1132, 310-340-1132. We'll get that back over to you. Our condolences goes out to you and your family. Somebody asked a question and said, Pat, uh, what happens if the market crash, our cards and collectibles still going to be doing good? Let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about how the, the one question that we didn't go into too deep with was the following. It was, how do you hedge against a market crash? Mm-hmm. How do you hedge against an inflation? How do you hedge against something happened to market? Because right now, a lot of people are wondering. He said, what happens if the market crashes? Do you think the value of cards are still going to go up? It's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. So let's process it. Okay. So... If there is only one of this drink, there's only one of this, okay, one. There's only one in the world. Market crashes. Is it still only one of this in the world in a market yes, crash? Yes, yes. Is it, if the market goes up, is it still only one in the world of this drink here? If there's only one, is, 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 is it still valuable during a market crash or market exploding? Yes or no, in a bubble? It's valuable in both. The only yeah. difference is the amount of money out there of people who are willing to overpay for this. But regardless, it's still extremely valuable because it's what? It's very rare, right? It's just you have to understand that part. You don't have to worry because there's rarity in it. Okay. As a as a person in a marketplace, like today, let's just say we're doing a podcast. How many people are we competing with the podcast world? Millions. How many? I mean, there's <laughs> a million podcasts. No, no, I don't even know if it's, I think it's more than a million. Yeah. There's probably millions of podcasts. Try to come right? up with a name for a podcast. Yeah. It's impossible. The, the, the point take. I'm trying to say with a podcast, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Okay. So it, let's just say uh, all of a sudden, everybody goes into the podcast frenzy and they create a ton of podcasts, right? When a market is booming with podcasts, right? Uh, how many views are there in the world? Let's pick in U.S., 330 million. Yeah, if, there's, if there's more podcasts today than ever before, are you going to lose a little bit of viewership on podcasts? Sure. Maybe. But if your content is unique, it's valuable, it's consistent, eventually what happens? A year, two years, three people years, five years, years yeah. separate Eventually yeah. people say, you know what? These guys are most legit. I'm going to go listen to this podcast. That you may not get the answer for what, a year or two. So what's the moral of the story here? Is a rookie card of a Michael Jordan PSA 10 going to be worth as much in a market crash as it is today? Value, yes. Dollar amount, no. Dollar amount is going to adjust. But the need and the demand, the, the people wanting it, mm. it's still going to be high. So, I'm again, my entire focus right now, when I buy stuff, I buy one of ones. When I buy stuff, I look at how many things are out there. A Ferrari, LaFerrari right now, if you want to buy. Okay, if you want to buy LaFerrari right now, you're paying around $3.4 million. Why? Because it's numbered. You know, if, I, if you buy an Ayrton Senna, if you buy a Senna McLaren right now, you're going to spend $1.2 million. Why? Because it's numbered. If you buy a Ducati Lamborghini right now, it's expensive. Why? Because it just came out, and it's what? It's numbered. Anything that's numbered. Gold is numbered. So, again, if, if people are listening to this, you truly have to take your finances extremely seriously today. Go sit down with an expert and ask, what the hell is going to happen if the market crashes? How do I hedge against that? And what the hell am I going to do if there's inflation? How do I hedge against that? Sitting on the sidelines going the same way you've been going for the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it is not a winning formula today. Times are changing, and we have to adjust at the same time as well. Do you think NFTs could have that in the digital world? Is that I, Long-term, yes. Short-term, no. I think NFTs are too volatile short-term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long-term, yes, because 
Why yes? Because today's 14-year-olds are teaching the 45-year-olds. Today's 16-year-olds are saying, I want to go to a virtual museum. I don't want to go to a museum in uh, France. I don't want to go to Italy. I want to go yeah. to a virtual museum. Yeah. Hey, you know what? In my mind, I can live in a massive 30,000-square-foot castle. In real life, I can't live in a big castle, but I can buy a virtual castle and have a virtual girlfriend, have sure. a virtual friendship, and I can have a virtual relationship. I can play virtual. In my virtual world, you're right. Gerard, I can be LeBron saddens. James. You're right, Even, and that saddens me in the same You can also have a virtual statue. That'll cost you 20 grand. <laughs> the, the, the point is Call every, back. So NFT is not going away. Yeah. As much as people don't understand it, we're going virtual, and yeah. it's just going to take place. When VR comes out, watch, watch what's going to happen to dating scenes. When <laughs> VR comes out, which, which woman in the world is going to be able to please you as good as somebody in a VR? Which man in real life is going to please you? Just think about the imagination this, part this with VR. This is like a Demolition Man. We're this, turning this is, into. Have you ever seen Demolition Man? This is Arnold, Demolition right? Man. No, that's and, uh, 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 Sylvester Stallone. No, not just Sylvester Stallone. There's another guy. Yeah, Demolition Man and um, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah. You know, oh, the, Sandra Bullock. Those two movies combined together. So yeah. we're we're going in that direction. Wow. So it's your imagination is going to be it. But focus on banking on things that are one-offs. A book. Let's just say, for example. You have an old school book of, uh, give me a famous book from the 40s. Give me a give 30s, the, old school uh, book. Uh, Fahrenheit uh, 451. Kill a Mockingbird, something okay. Shakespeare. Okay, yeah. 1984, let's just say. Yep. Okay, So if you want an original first edition, first print, first sleeve, everything high quality, guess what? That book is going to be worth a lot of money. So if you own one of those, keep it. That's going to go up in the next 10, 20 years because there aren't many of those out there. So it's like a, a high-level arbitrage market? Is let, that like- let, me, let me put it to you this way. This game of having one-offs or numbered items, go use your imagination right now. Go think about what's numbered. Anything that's numbered. Art, yeah. You're going to have 50,000 people going to, to uh, thrift shops and, and antique stores all across the land. Limited but edition numbered. shoes. I'm looking yeah. at numbered. Numbered shoes. Numbered anything. Numbered... Uh, 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 watches, numbered, anything that's numbered, anything that's limited, anything that cannot be duplicated, anything that can be reprinted, fiat currency is not high quality. Now, if you own a $5,000 currency, which there's only a limited amount, I don't even think it's legal for you to have a $10,000 currency. The $10,000 currency, if you have it, it's illegal, by the way. Mm. The government confiscated all of them. Is that right? Yeah, it is. I think it's the $10,000 or the $5,000. But if you own a $5,000 currency, it ain't five thousand dollars. That's a that's a twenty, thirty, forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but like the nineteen, the nineteen fifteen. That's penny, number. Yeah. So that's number. Like you know how they do these? Hey, uncirculated nickels, okay, sure. of nineteen eighty eight, and you're gonna get five hundred dollars of them. Okay, yes, there's some value to that. That's gonna go up. So anything that's numbered, pay very, very close attention hmm. to it. Uh, and this is not just baseball cards. This is art. This is real estate. This is a lot of different things so you're, you're looking so at. So one of the ways to hedge against inflation and a market crash, you're very bullish on the collectibles market. I'm bullish on anything that cannot be duplicated. Th- think about, like, you know, you build a structure and you build a nice house. And let's just say it was built in 03. And in 03, people like the Spanish-style house. And it's, you know, the yellow color and, the, you know, the tan color. That the t- like yeah. That style, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What is the value of that? Nothing. Nothing. It's no. done. You got to pay to get it's it redone. Done. Yeah. Because someone's going to come in, they're going to rebuild again. But what didn't lose the value? The, the land. land. Yeah. So land cannot be duplicated. Structure can be duplicated. So there are certain things that you have to know is not going away. Anything that cannot be duplicated, that's going to increase in value over the next 5, 10, and not just over the next 5, 10, 15 years, forever. 
it's always going to gain value. You know the Gretzky car that lose, uh, sold for uh, $3.5 million? You want me to give you a prediction? That car is going to sell for $50 million. Wow. Five but, zero? Oh, yeah. But, but it could sell for $50 million 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30. But it's going to. Why? There's only two of them at PSA 10. Mm. That's what I mean by that. So anything you're doing, pay attention to that. You have to hedge today. People have to hedge today. There's a lot of craziness going on. People are worried about market crash. I'm worried about hyperinflation. And that inflation is coming. That's the one part that you can, like, you know how people keep saying, I have a lot of videos on market crash. Eight signs to prepare for market crash. Ten signs market crash is coming. All these other things that we talk about yeah. market crash. A, mar- a form of a market crash is massive, massive inflation, sure. hyperinflation. But that doesn't mean Dow's going to drop. It's quiet. It's, you, people have to understand there's a big difference. Do you with think that. the Republicans are relying on that and knowing that this could correct itself, you know, with the House in a couple of years, that if inflation does hit in a big way, that it's automatically going to happen? Well, you guys I mean, are, do you think that could be part of their strategy? Are they smart enough to forward think and, and see that it's coming? You guys are a little older than me. You lived, like, I was born 80, 86. So you guys. You lived through Carter in transitioning into Reagan, right? No, I don't remember it. You but don't remember? Well, it. I was alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, I'm just wondering because I mean, like you said, we're 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 kind of mirroring 16% that. Sixteen percent inflation. Sixteen uh, percent. You you got CDs that was giving you sixteen percent in 1979, 1980, yeah. I mean, that's insane to be thinking about that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you got a loan, you were paying eighteen percent loan. You got a million dollar loan. You're paying eighteen wow. percent interest. On a home. On a home yeah. loan. That's insane. So when that so so people have to understand when that comes, this is all you have to think about. The simple ways to break down the math. Say Dow hits forty thousand. So the the market's gonna be able to the politicians are gonna be able to say what? Under my administration, the Dow went up thirty percent, you know, it's like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So that's marketable. But what people are not gonna realize is under the last seven years, my monthly expenses went from $2,400 to $4,200. Yeah. That's life-changing. Your dollar's worth one-sixth of what that's it was scary. two years ago. That's scary, and yeah. that's coming. Mm. There's nothing you can do about that. That's inevitable. Mm. That is coming. You can say whatever you want to say. That part, 100% is coming. 100% yeah. that part is But we is adjust coming. to it, too. Yeah. I mean, 100 years ago, a slice of pizza was 10 cents. Yes. So, I mean, but, we do adjust, But right? people, people, people who are not prepared, like anything else in life, if you're not prepared for it, you're going to take a massive. Are hit. wages going to be able to keep up with inflation? Do you think? The 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 are wages going to be able to keep up with inflation? Yes. Uh, yes and no, because it's still going to go down to being specialized. If you don't have a specialized skill, you're still going to take a massive hit. Mm. If you don't have a specialized skill, or you're on a contract like teachers, if, if you if you yeah. don't have a specialized skill and there's a ton of you doing what you're doing, yes. Now, what jobs are taking off right now? Look at the number one job right now that kids are going to college. Parents, if you're having a conversation with your kids and your kids want to know what to do, you know how parents typically say, what? Go be a doctor. Go be a lawyer. Software go be engineer. a software engineer. Cybersecurity. Oh, yeah. They, okay. they couldn't hire you fast enough Cyber if you were there. Cybersecurity today uh-huh. is and name your own on, price. They're really? all, you graduate from school with a cybersecurity degree, they're overpaying for it right hmm. now. Like, hey, what do you want? I want $120,000. Here you go. You'd have 50 offers the first it's, day. Uh-huh. It's insane right now for cybersecurity. It's insane right now for predictive analytics. It's insane right now for... You know, uh, 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 engineer. It's you know, it's certain things you're going through right now. So if you have a specialized skill, you're going to be fine. But uh, if you don't, the next five, ten years, uh, hurry up and go increase your value in the market. That's a hedge as well. That's a hurry hedge right now. Hurry up and increase yeah. your market value today. Hurry up, increase your market value. Inflation is coming, guaranteed. It's coming. Anyways, okay. 
Gang, really enjoyed doing this uh, podcast here with you guys. If you enjoyed it, smash that subscribe button uh, and smash the thumbs up. And we will not be doing podcasts next week, but we will be coming back next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So whatever the following Tuesday is, I don't know the exact date. We'll be back. I think it's... uh, 15th. It's the 15th. We'll be back Tuesday, same time on the podcast. Having said that, uh, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Enjoy all the madness in the media the next uh, week or so because we're not going to be with you. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.